106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. What up, world? Welcome to the Fives of the Week podcast. It's your boy, Philly. Grandmaster B. And we hey. got a special guest in the building. Yeah, boy. Chaos. Yes. Yay, yay. <laughs> Chaos. Sammy T. What up, dope? Straight up from the North Country. From the Straight town down. of Gaylord, Michigan. Hell yeah. Sammy T. Yeah. Chaos. What's up, dog? Oh, good to see you guys, man. I sure appreciate the opportunity to come on and chop it up with you. Word up. I've been a follower since... Uh, Show one. That is bullshit. No, it's not, man. This is not bullshit. This is legit. Come on, bro. But, oh, uh, yeah, we really appreciate that. It's yeah, so, so no, cool. man. It's it's uh, it's an honor. It's it's great to see everybody and uh, really uh, happy with and proud of the the job you guys have done. That's really taken off, and it's from the first show now to what the thirtieth or thirty thirty. That's that's our show number thirty six bonus. Thirty six. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, it's nice. been pretty uh, pretty cool to watch it grow. Thanks, man. That's a nice compliment. And yeah. Coming from a man who knows a little bit about studio and production and all that other stuff. In the old days. In the old, old yeah. days, yeah. <laughs> it is different. You probably, you know, you were kicking it around a little bit before my time, too. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. So. We were on the, what I would consider the second wave of hip-hop. Mm. And, uh, yeah, fun times. <laughs> Going back to high school days, uh, Run DMC was just kicking it big time. Uh, you know, it was uh, Grandmaster Flash, uh, Sugar Hill Gang, and then Run DMC comes on the click in probably early 80s, and uh, I was hooked from day one. And my God, what was that man? But, oh, I think things are falling. <laughs> Run cool. DMC, CC! <laughs> Talking about it, man. You better go check on the dog. Right? What the hell just happened? Hopefully everything's okay. So, yeah, we're in high school. Run DMC's kicking. And uh, we went to Chippewa Valley, and a couple of fellas, me and uh, Larry Ferbata, we decided we're gonna we're gonna join the talent show this year, and we're gonna have special guest host East Detroit Chuckers, the premier breakdance crew of '85, and uh, we did it. Uh, we did a hell of a show, and unfortunately, we disqualified ourselves for inviting those guys to come up. But uh, it was a fun time, and from there, we uh, we decided we were digging it. And uh, we got involved with uh, Sam Michichi, who was part two of Chaos. And uh, he used to dance on a show called The Scene on uh, WGPR 62. And uh, met him. We went on that show a couple times. And uh, we were introduced to a few folks. The, the main DJ there was Hump the Grind. And, uh, <laughs> Hump the Grind, <laughs> Hump the man. Grind was, he was the man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got turned on to uh, Jeff Mills, the wizard. Uh, JLB and uh, just introduced us to the right folks. And next thing you know, I had to, I wasn't quite the student at high school, so I had to go to summer school at Mount Clemens High. And uh, we loaded up the car and went out to Kalamazoo for Fresh Vest and met all the people that I've just been salivating over for five years Run DMC, Houdini, Beastie Boys, Fat Boys. And it was just cool to meet all them and kind of get deeper into it. Yeah. And uh, did a couple demo tracks and uh, eventually, it was me and Sam under chaos, and we did uh, we did a demo. We uh, we actually bumped into uh, this is a little bit later now. This is past high school. Uh, we got hooked up with a guy at a Romeo, Bob Ritchie, Kid Rock. Hey. Yes, he was a true kid back then, probably fourteen, fifty. We were shuttling him around in the car to his dentist appointment, and you know he's a poor kid. He's a poor child. He was born in the you know the uh, the offshoot of Detroit. 
my ass. He was up in the Romeo. Hill. Romeo. His dad owned a car His dealership. was a car dealership owner. He was a fortunate son, that's for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we kicked it with him and... Um, so you got to hang out with some well-known folks, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, so it was, what are these people like? Like, uh, you know, you don't have to give me all the, the low Good down, and bad. But, good yeah. and bad. So at that point, I was, what, 8, 19? And to meet Run DMC and hang out and talk with him. And uh, there was a guy named Runny Ray. Runny Ray was the guy, uh, he was like a background vocal. He's related to uh, Run. I think it was his cousin. Mm. And I think he passed away, actually, last year. But uh, introducing... Uh, all those guys to us, it was pretty cool. It was, uh, they took us in and sat in the studio one day and helped mix down a few tracks. And um, it, it was a good experience. Um, the Kid Rock years were something different because he was our DJ for a mm. while. And then he always wanted to get up and rap and do some stuff. And it's like his voice was just not what we were after. We were like right. emulating that Run DMC Beastie Boys stuff. Yeah. So he's on his own planet. And he was, uh, I, there was a little bit of hard feeling there, so we kind of split off, and he did his own thing, and look what happens here. Down the road, I end up selling pop, and he's, well, he got married to Pam Anderson. He's <laughs> multi-billionaire. <laughs> uh, is there anything you regret, like, about your journey, like, that you think you could have done differently to maybe propel your music career? Not, not, not really. I mean, everything happens for a reason. Good Lord's got a plan for us. Absolutely. It was fun. Uh, I don't regret it. We were young. Hell, yeah. that's you're talking teens and early 20s, and Sam met his wife, and I met my wife. So everything happens for a reason. You know, you think back, what if, what if, what if? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have had my kids. I wouldn't have been living the way I live, which I appreciate and like. But, uh, yeah, it's just a weird, it's life. Yeah, for sure. And I was talking to, uh, I don't know if you remember, I think it was episode 13, we had Big Al on the show, and he's a comedian. Okay. And we were talking about the balance between when you have kids and stuff and you're trying to pursue this dream. It's like, you know, when you start having kids and things like that, yeah. your priorities change. Yeah. And that's kind of where I was at. Like, me and my buddies, um, you know, we were we did, like, the Hayloft and the Emerald yeah. Theater and all the TNTs before they closed down. We were doing all that stuff and making connections, doing shows out of town. So it was getting there, but at the end of the day, it's like if you're single and you got no attachments and you can kind of go for it yeah. in a sense. But, you know, uh, again, there's always a plan, right? And, and sure. it happens for a reason. So I'm with no, you. Yes. It, it, was, yeah. <laughs> it was fun. We had a good time. It was, met a lot of people. Yeah. Um, weekends were all about, you know, we all had jobs. We had Monday through Fridays. But uh, the, the main thing was weekends, you know, in, in our culture, you have kegger parties. Everybody gets together. Get some kegs, trash down, and right. listen to some music. In the African American community, community, it's cabarets. Mm. That was their pay ten dollars at the door, drink what you want, and it's kind of open mic, live yeah. time. Yeah, and that was some fun weekends. We did a lot of cool stuff. That's badass, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've met some of the most elite people, the founders, like you mentioned about. Yeah, and, and you know, I've always been fascinated about this yeah. chaos with you because I've known you for thirty years, and when I first met the guy, you would never. He was just a, a normal dude, like how we kick it right now. And sure. then he started giving me his backstory, and I'm like, "Wow, you used to rap!" And then he was doing some rap for me, and and I I want you to do a little bit, and, and Philly, I hope you can record this because uh, could I put on a little bit of your old stuff and see if maybe just catch up with that a little bit? This is for the record. This is not my stuff. This, but I know it's not your stuff. <laughs> this is my era. This is your era, but I got. And to find... clear the record, I was never normal, and still to this day, never normal. That's true. So if you don't mind, I'd like to play a little bit of the Fat Boys. There you go. Can, can I kick it? Absolutely. All right, let's try this out. 
come out so clear. Please. I'm asking you, KB. There you go. Can you do it? Maybe a little bit. That's old school. Fresh beats and runs come Still got it, man. Yeah, That's crazy. That's badass, man. Rest the soul, Buffy. Right. He's oh, done. Buffy's not with us no I more. Think, I think two of them are done. I oh no. Man. I think one's still alive. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. So there you go, man. There's there's a cool story. I um, need oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe so good right now. I uh <laughs> please grab a juice. My friend, grab papaya. You, Don't worry about it, man. So a lot of these people went on to bigger and big things, like you said, like Run DMC. And we all know the, the local guy we talked about, Kid Rock. Yeah. What do you think? Like, he transitioned from early roots of being rap. He's been through it, man. He went through the early, early yodeling in the valley stuff up to rock rap to country. And he's kind of coming full circle back to rap. Haven't met the guy in forever since we broke off back in ninety. Do you think if you ran into him, let's say... I, you know, I, d- I did have a tr- a chance meeting with him. God, this was 2000... I, I don't even... Maybe 2006. There was a country show at the Palace. Uh, God rest its soul. I guess <laughs> <Yeah>. the Palace <laughs> was too. a great yeah. place. R.I.P. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, he, we, we were in the backstage. It's a sign, in, uh, sign deal with Martina McBride with Sonny D. And... Uh, it, here he is. There's Kid Rock. I said, hey, Bobby. Bobby. He looks at me, and, of course, you know, I put on probably 80 pounds. I'm bald. <laughs> Who that crazy <laughs> mofo? And, of course, instead of saying, hey, Sam, remember he used to kick it? I'm like, Big T from Chaos. Remember me? Like, yeah, yeah, I remember. He didn't remember me. He, he was shit. You think he was probably drunk or stoned? <laughs> he he didn't know. Wow. I, th- I thought I was going to get whisked back into the back dealings of superstardom. And <laughs> nope. So when you think about like famous people, uh, who's the most famous person you think you've ever met? I don't know if we talk about this before. I don't think we've ever met. I mean, have you met anybody famous that you would say? I mean, countless athletes and stuff like that. But um, I mean, exclude Hollywood because he is famous. We I would have, have to say Hollywood. Pay homage guy. to Hollywood. So. <laughs> he is the one percenter. Right. Um, man, I don't know. I'd have to think about that for a minute. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I'm, I don't know. I met Danny DeVito. There you go. When they were filming Hoffa down in Detroit. Yes. At the time, I was working for a beverage company, and I had to make a special delivery to some little building on near the Penobscot building downtown. Mm-hmm. And there was a, I don't know what you call it, like a trailer. Okay. And they were filming Hoffa, and they had all the streets kind of, you know, roped off and quarantined. But, and I'm like, where the fuck am I going? Yeah. And it was that they were filming a movie, and you've seen the big booms with the cameras and all that. And Danny DeVito, I don't know, you know he's a short dude, right? He's yeah. he's a very small guy, and um, 
he was right there next to me and I was uh-huh. delivering soda to this this trailer. I said, hey, Mr. DeVito, hey, how you doing? And he just like, like <laughs> I was a doing? nobody, he just walked away. I'm like, oh, that was Danny DeVito, you know? You sure and, it wasn't Joe Pesci? No, it, it, <laughs> hey, you know, if it was fucking Joe, I would have knew about Joe, but no, he wasn't there. So that was my, my probably my most famous. And then, you know, met Barry Sanders one time. That was kind of mm-hmm. cool. Well, yeah, like we were up in that suite at the Tigers game. Kyle Vandenbosch was up there with his family. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Pavel Datsuk at company events. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a ton of athletes. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And no no movie stars, I don't think, no. Never been, like, starstruck. I mean, I never think I would either. I think it would be more like, hey, you know, kind of cool. Yeah. You know, we met uh, some former Detroit Tigers back in the old yeah. days at the Beverage. We met Gates oh, yeah. Brown and Willie Horton. And, yeah, Jim Northrup, I think he was yeah, there. Yeah, Mickey Lolich. Yep. Uh, some of the old classic 68 Tigers. And, you know, they came in. They were basically paid to come and do a right. rah-rah speech for the sales team. And, right. I think they raided the goodie closet that day, if you remember that chaos. And they just walked out of there with, like, leather jackets. Like, Gates Brown had, like, 10, 10 cases of soda pop with them. He's like, hey, man, I appreciate this opportunity. Yeah. So I'm going to grab me some of that Tahitian treat. <laughs> you remember uh, that? I remember that. Yeah, so remember it's kind of cool. Uh, we gave out Big Red. Oh, my. That's the so worst taste. It was, it was a horrid. So we gave out full 20-ounce bottles of Big Red. And on the way to the stadium... There's three-quarter full bottles of Big Red everywhere. Nobody wanted, <laughs> wanted to drink it. That swill. And it's crazy because it's so big down south. Oh, it's huge out here. They got four and eight-foot sections. Is, is that stuff still around? Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, things have changed. I mean, the sweeter, the better. And I know some people like that real high-concentrated sweet stuff. It's but changed, too. Yeah. It's not that sweet anymore. You, you know, we yeah. talked about this, Philly. What's the number one selling beverage in the world? I mean, Coke, right? Well, I mean, I shouldn't say soda. Water. Water is the oh, okay. most consumed. They mm-hmm. call that a beverage, but water. I mean, water is where it's at now, right? If you would have said that 30 years ago, forget it. Dude, it's ridiculous yeah. how many different varieties of water out there. You know, if you had, like, an Evian bottle back in the day, you were somebody special. Now it's the smart water, and it's yeah. all this other crazy shit. Well, if you oh, look sh- into a, a water door now at any convenience store i mean your brain gets scrambled because there's all these brands in it right and it goes from 99 cents to like three four dollars mm-hmm. a yeah. bottle like okay so what's so great about that four dollar bottle of water oh yeah. it's you know it's got electrolytes in it or it's got yeah. vitamins in it it's enhanced and all this other shit yeah sounds like bulljack this is suck job man <laughs> this is very very job give me a favor take a chill for you bro bro no, number <laughs> one still fiji water <laughs> fiji water you know i noticed this uh i was watching uh the Cleveland Browns, uh, Baker Mayfield was doing a press conference, and there was a Deja Blue water, but mm. they had the logo for the Cleveland Browns on the bottle. And it wasn't a blue bottle. It was almost like an old Verner's yeah. bottle mm-hmm. with the you know tint to it. Yeah. But it was Deja Blue water. Yeah. Did yeah. they customize shit like that in the business now? Yeah. They get an exclusive deal with the, with the uh, stadium. Yeah. yeah, it's like when we were in Chicago, 7-Up uh, was the, the main vendor. And Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Yeah, man, you won a lot of trips doing in your oh, yeah. in your former career. Yeah. This guy, man, you went to you Vegas went. a few times. We went to the Big Ten basketball, football, great times. We went to the Hunt Ranch with the yeah, president CEO Larry Young and Roger Collins. And yeah. Yeah, that stuff just doesn't happen. That was that was fun. That was once in a lifetime. Yeah. I know we're not supposed to talk about what we do for a living, and I know both you guys sell weed for a living, so well, I I, I'm sticking with your former careers. I don't speak <laughs> I the Japanese. I don't speak good Japanese. <laughs> Whoa, let's stop talking with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what else you got there, Philly? What's what's going on in the world and the politics? So did you hear about uh, Kanye West buying a house right across from Kim K? Uh-uh. Oh no, they're broke up. What the hell's he doing that yeah, for? I don't know. He's gonna break that break the house down and build his own mansion. Oh no way! I think he's he's lovesick. Huh. You know what I mean? He's gonna try to impress her with a new crib. He's gonna he, get a triple wide. You give up a piece of tail like that, you might be hurting a little bit. Brat. <laughs> who's she? <laughs> Brat. Who's she? Who's she dating now? Is Pete, da- Pete Davidson? Yeah, yeah. What the Crazy. fuck? What do people see in Pete Davidson? The guy's a weirdo, man. He's like such a space guy. He's he's a space. This guy's a spaceman, bro. <laughs> I don't know, man. All the only quote I seen was that uh, she said he makes her laugh. So. That or he's got a 12-inch pipe. Must be packing. I'm right? going to say, what's so great about Pete? Hey, you know, he's pizza. He's, 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 got, a, he's got a big pool, that guy, Pete guy, man. Pete got the meat. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what some, what, what would people see in that guy? Somebody got a dick? Pretty much. I'll take two, eh? So, <laughs> so he's building a man. He bought a piece of property, bought a house with property, and he's tearing it down. He's going to try to build something yeah. gonna try to wow this chick back to him yeah i didn't read the whole story but that's pretty much where we're at with it that's yeah. so stupid it's man. crazy well i don't know what else you got out there they say uh unemployment fraud is down but michigan still paid 8.5 billion in unemployment I fraud i did hear that that is horrific isn't that crazy figures though uh, what's good about it's, it i mean <laughs> <laughs> that's Somebody wasn't doing a check and balance. I mean, that looks bad on Stretch and Gretchen, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. You know? The fraudulent. Yeah, so unemployment fraud. There we go. Make sure we pay your taxes. So why would it why would it have been in the billions? So they over they paid people that weren't supposed to get the money is basically what it was. They they were giving out money to people that weren't qualified? I, I think that's what it sounds like. Yeah, so about 22% of the unemployment money Michigan paid throughout the pandemic went to fraudsters. Uh, Michigan's unemployment insurance agency paid out about $8.5 billion in fraudulent benefits while thwarting another $43.7 billion in attempts at fraud. That is bullshit! That's a success rate of about 84%. <laughs> But still, it's a lot of money, man. It's a lot of money. It could find be. that, man. That is old school. <laughs> Horatio Sands, man. Come on, Come man. on, man. Well, that's, that you goes, know how that make me feel? You make me feel like goat. And like herb. <laughs> so what do you got, Grandmaster B? I don't know, man. I was, uh, I was really... I didn't really prepare much for like what's going on in the world and the politics. Um, you don't say. You don't say. I kind of feel like the big fish for this one, but um, kind of threw this one together last minute. Um, I don't know if we could maybe just tie this into some sports, but I caught that Ben Roethlisberger. This is it, man. His last year. It's looking like it, man, and he's playing like it too. Yeah, he's not looking. Yeah, he's struggling like Big Ben Brass. Yeah, That's he's not. He's not the player, and I think we talked about this a couple podcasts ago. You just tell he's definitely not the player that he used to be. Mm-mm. How many years he's been in the league? Was it seventeen? Seventeen years. That's yeah, a lot of time. Two Super time. Bowls. Yeah, he's he doesn't have the. Uh, I mean. The chemistry or the body that maybe a Tom Brady has, he's definitely not going to be a 20-year guy. Do you see uh, your boy Aaron Rodgers going there maybe? Ooh, I don't know. Never know. I mean, I I think the know. odds came out and they said, so Green going back to Green Bay would obviously be one. Uh, two would be, I believe, was Miami. Uh, three was Pittsburgh. And then Denver was four. So, How about Ford Field? Hey, you I wish. <laughs> you know, here's here's what my my take on that one, Philly, is this. If Rodgers can go to a Super Bowl this year and win it, 
he sealed the deal for Green Bay, right? He pretty much yeah. proved everything that he, you know, he started the season kind of stay, holding out. If he wins a Super Bowl, why not? Be like Tom Brady and go travel to another organization and finish out your career. I could see him doing that. He could. I mean. I wouldn't rule out retirement for him either. I mean, you look at his career. He's, right now, he's going to go down as one of the best ever. But I think that second Super Bowl would really validate him as that. Yeah. You know? With um, with that being said, we lost an icon. Oh. Mm. Yes, we lost we a, that one hurt. We lost a great, uh, you know, man. You know, not just a, an announcer. As we most of the, most of us knew him as because when he was coaching, I was too young. But uh, what a, what a good what a good man. I mean, I watched the special that we were just talking about last week on y'all Madden. Yeah. And how, you know, coincidental. Not even a week. I know. He'd be gone. Um, you almost he, wonder was he holding on to make sure that got out? You know, like yeah. in a weird way. Yeah. It was um, it was touching, man. I actually got a tear in my eye when I was when I heard about it, and I was you know yeah. firing off a bunch of texts to our group chat, yeah. and um, you know he just he did some great stuff. I mean, he gave to the community. Good coach. Uh, anybody that knew him on a personal level, um, I watched that all man special, and they were just raving about the man how, how he, you know, did so much for young kids and stuff like that. Um, big burly guy, you know the way he announced the game and. I got a little drop here. We'll put this in. Just come out the top of your head. Look at it. Just coming off of Nate's head there. That's where it escapes. If you have heat in your body and you want to let it out, you take your hat off. Yeah. You know, what you could do is, is you could have a barbecue on that head. Nate's got a lot of room to let it out. Yeah. I mean, you could cook like some burgers on there. <laughs> he just had a different way of broadcasting a football game. You know? I mean, I remember as a kid. He taught me a lot about football, and that's what he was. I think at heart he was a teacher, and he wanted to teach, like, after his coaching years were done. It even said it in the special, which was a great watch, by the way. I watched it last night, and yeah. uh, he just – it's going to be hard to find a guy ever that loves football as much as that guy did. He basically devoted his entire life to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he was just a great teacher of the game. And, uh, yeah, forever grateful for the video game. All the knowledge he shared, yes. and we went over the stats a couple episodes ago about what he accomplished as a coach. Yeah, that's what he believe was, it. That's what he was most proud of, um, and that's a coach with that with a ten year span. It's still the highest win percentage out there. Wow. And how many state. years did he coach? I, I can't ten. ten. That was it. And, ten and done. And he said he'll never coach again. You've seen that part, yeah. especially. He says when he retired, he says he'll never go back to coaching again, and he yeah. meant it. And uh, Broadcasting actually was one of the last things he was thinking about doing. Yeah, remember he um, he wasn't a big fan of Howard Cosell. Yeah, you know? he said it's more comedy and it's more rah rah type stuff, and that's yeah. not me. He's he was an analytical guy. He liked to get the, you know, the X's and O's out and boom and bam and you know yeah. that was him. So well, let me show you this player. Bam, boom. <laughs> when you look at this guy right here, I mean, you can, you can obviously see that you know he can eat a whole turducken to himself. Yeah. <laughs> and then the tough, uh, tough acting to acting. Yeah, he got all kinds of sponsorships, man. The Outback, uh, you know, the foot spray. He was doing all kinds of Miller Beer Company. The light beer, he was big on that. Yeah, you think about even like, okay, that was back then, but look at like the the guys that come out of sports now. Like uh, they go right into something like what Drew Brees is a commentator now. Mm, Yeah. Uh, You know, Tom Brady will have have everything set for him when he gets out of it. Uh, Michael Jordan, you know, he's got his shoe line and Haynes underwear and these guys have so many royalties coming in. They'll make more money on their royalties than they probably will make yeah. as a player when they played. 
Well, you remember when he uh, switched over to um, Fox too? Fox was a startup company back then. Oh, I that's didn't know that. Right? At the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and went from CBS with Pat Summerall forever. Right. And that was considered. I think that was mostly the evening game. Yeah. And that's what we knew as kids. That's what we came up as. Yeah. John Madden, Pat Summerall. Can I, yeah. Go ahead. No, it was just cool to see like the the players, like the great athletes, talk so highly of them too, like Lawrence Taylor, Troy yeah. Aikman, Brett yeah. Favre, all these guys. LT made. man. Especially Brett Favre. Brett well, Favre. You know, I was really close to Brett Favre. There's no doubt about it. I want to be talking to Brett Favre from where I'm at. You know, I know people are going to miss me, but you know, me and Ben Brett Favre are going to go back a long ways. You know, even uh, Peyton Manning started to tear up because like when yeah. he was coming up when madden and summerall were in town everybody wanted to put on a show for him yeah you know? that's such a good point philly and you know what i really noticed too like when these dudes when they brought all the old coaches back like bill parcells man he looks so old now mm, yeah. they look so old and frail and i just remember parcells coaching the new york giants back in the you know 80s and 90s Absolutely. he was a big dude a you know strong guy and now he's like some old guy just sitting on that couch talking about what he remembered from you know the john madden days and yeah. uh I even seen a side of Bill Belichick in that special that showed a very humble side to Bill Belichick and For sure. the homage of respect he was giving him as a as a person. Yeah, uh, Andy Reid, you know, you mentioned LT. Uh, there were some players there that uh, you know they said you know Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman said that he was he announced my whole career basically and. I'm surprised they didn't have good Jerry Jones on there. I mean, what would Jerry have said if he was on that? Well, we're talking about legendary coaches. <laughs> uh, you know, Jerry, you're a great guy, and, and, and I, I respect you, but, you know, I really like Troy. <laughs> well, John, we all love Troy. <laughs> Troy? <laughs> I was really surprised. I was disappointed not to see Why Jerry. Why didn't they pull I Jerry? wanted to come out with some quotes tonight, but damn it, yeah. it's all good. Maybe next yeah, time. Yeah, but yeah, that was damn really you. crazy. So, you know... <laughs> Chaos, you follow the game, right? I know you're, yeah. you know, so a lot going on in the NFL right now. A lot of people are out with this damn stupid COVID stuff, but uh, still looking like Green Bay to me, Bob. I'm still thinking they might be the front runner for our NFC. Chaos, who's your Super Bowl picks well, right I, now? I think my wife would kick my ass. Chiefs all the way. No, that, that's my wife's team. Yeah, man. Yeah, They look good. Like, I was just talking to somebody about it the other day. The physicality that they're showing is like not like the team that went to the no, Super Bowl. No, they're 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 actually looking better right now. They look bad in the beginning. There was a couple of games I'm like, oh boy, they're hurting, but mm -hmm. they got healthy and so played, why played why well. does why does Karen like the Chiefs I, so much? That's so a, that's just a crazy team to go for. I mean, <laughs> so disappointed in the Lions. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to find <laughs> I'm a team. Still a sucker. I'm stuck on the Lions. Yeah. I'm sorry. So if you had to root for any other team, chaos, who would you pick? If you if you didn't have uh, a football team and I don't know. You always got that. You got to pull for the Raiders a little bit. The Raiders. Yeah. The Raiders. Yeah. But no, I'm I'm digging the Chiefs. I think that's a solid team. They got uh, a lot to, a lot to show. They're still young. I think they're going to be a team to reckon with. I mean, that's just going to be a team that's not going to, you know, unless people run out and go get chase money and contracts, they're mm. going to be around for a while. That's the one thing I think because I still follow the Lions. I love the Lions. I always will. We all Lovable do. losers. Right. But you can just, they're exposed. You can tell they don't have that talent. If they yeah. get four or five key pieces to play with, they got the heart. I love that coach. Dan Campbell's the real deal. Yeah, people yeah. seem to like his uh, grit. You know, he's got that no-bullshit mentality. I think that we've talked about this a few times. He's uh, he's a good coach for this town. Yeah. You know, he's a nuts-and-bolts, blue-collar kind of guy. For sure. Yeah. You know? He played here. He knows the struggle. Yeah. You know, and I think people knock on him for his game management and whatnot, but it's like he knows what he's dealing with here. Yeah. You know? I couldn't care less about the team struggling. Right. Yeah. You know, he's trying to throw his balls on the table and show people what he's got. You yeah. know, he's going to go for it on fourth down. I think he broke a record, didn't he? 
for going for the most yeah, times on fourth down. All, what do you got to lose? I mean, right. What do you, that's what me and Philly were talking about the other day. It's like you broke an NFL record going on fourth and whatever. Yeah. And that just says, hey, what you got nothing to lose at this point. Let's right. let's try to build some character. All right, so I got the finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame this year. Oh, lay it on us. We're going to go down the list, and you guys say yay or nay. Well, that would be a no. I would assume so. <laughs> Does it smell good enough for you in there? Nope. <laughs> Jared Allen. Mm. Yes. Yeah, he's tough. Remember, didn't Jared Allen, he played with the Vikings, used to do yeah. the wind-up every time he sacked a quarterback? Remember? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I like Jared Allen. He kicked the Lions' ass every year. All right, Willie Anderson. Never heard of him. All right, Rondé Barber. Yes. Now, I got to think, first ballot. Oh, first ballot. So all these ballot. guys can't go first ballot. Okay. So. I don't know. Doesn't he have a twin brother? Yeah. yeah. Tiki. 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 Are the numbers there? No, no, it's just the, the names. Mm, that one's questionable. I don't know if he's got the – I don't know. I don't know much about his career, though. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the best cornerbacks, I think, in his time. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay Bucks. I First ballot, though, I don't know. No, I'm not see. sure about that one. What's the next dude? Tony Baselli. Left tackle, Jacksonville Jags. Number one pick in the expansion draft, I believe. Oh, I, I'm a don't, lineman don't. at heart. I always like to see the Hogs get their due. Yeah, I think he goes in first ballot for sure. Okay, I'm not too familiar with that cat. Uh, Leroy Butler, safety. Pats. I, again, I don't know much about him. Yeah. Uh, Devin Hester. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Devin was badass. He, yeah. he was the greatest. Yeah, anytime, First ballot all day, man. Anytime there's a punt or kick return, that the guy dude. was just always lightning. Yes. Yeah, he was electric. Yeah, Hester's he's a shoe-in. All right, Torrey Holt, Rams. Rams, good receiver. Um, yeah, I think so. How many can go in? How many can be on the uh, – uh, There's like 15 here. I think only like eight go. I think, eight Holt, I think Torrey Holt's an in. Yeah. Never heard of him. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of the guy. Andre Johnson. Yes. 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 Yep. Sam Mills. Mm. Middle linebacker, Carolina. Don't know enough about know Sam Mills' on. career. Richard Seymour Butts. Just for the name. Just for the name. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Seymour Butts. That guy's all, he's in all the way. He's all the way in like the last shot out of the Roman candle. I would candle. give him a, yes! Yes! <laughs> Bob Elman would say, yes! <laughs> all right, Zach Thomas. Yes. Linebacker, yes Miami. Miami, solid ball player. He's one of my favorites to watch. Get your coat. Uh, Demarcus Ware. Solid? Yeah. Reggie Wayne. Oh, yeah. Colts, mm-hmm. Peyton Manning connection oh, yeah, all yeah. day, man. Okay. Now, this guy, shorter career, retired pretty early, but Let's I think get it, dude. he was on track to <laughs> be one of the greats. Patrick Willis, 49ers. Oh, that's Bruce Willis's brother. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> you remember that time when uh, I don't That was I don't awesome. Know, I don't remember him. <laughs> uh, Bryant Young. Another guy I'm not familiar with. That's you got, sad. You got crickets on your board? I, I should, yeah, but I don't. Great, it's not, this is great uh, analysis. Well, we, we, I went no. over like fucking a fart in church. <laughs> <laughs> How about Nate Newton? No, he's already got his jacket. <laughs> Nate's got his jacket. <laughs> Who yeah. else you got How about there? Uh, Josh Johnson? 21 I, different stops, four different leagues. I heard this dude, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, made a, he made a start for the Ravens last week. 
I'm not for, not familiar with that guy. Why not? Give him a jacket. Let's go next. No, no, that wasn't for the Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. That was just an interesting take. <laughs> I couldn't care less about the team struggling. I don't, I don't. It's sad, Philly, but only maybe half those players. I I, I was in the same boat. With right, you. I'm gonna Torrey shut Holt. up and just listen. To no, the no, the no, no. That's that's a great list. I really like you mentioned Tory Holt, uh, Reggie Wayne. Those are those are. I mean, uh, Devin I think Hester. Did you say Bruce sure Wayne. Bruce, Bruce Willis. <laughs> that's uh, a good guy. Bruce, Steve, Steven Spielberg. That's my guy. <laughs> that's, you know, that's my guy, man. Knock on wood if you're with me. Yeah, <laughs> we're showing our age now, right? <laughs> on this new crew coming uh, up. Yeah, I know. It's like, damn. Um, <laughs> Is it Ron Jaworski? Is he next? Or <laughs> hey, well, whatever happened to Joe Montina? Jaws was the guy. Jaws yes, was, was the guy, man. 24th Street Pizza has expanded their menu to offer new items like the Miami Steak Sub, Poutine, Nacho Supreme, Traverse City Salad, and even the Poho Mac and Cheese Pizza. Plus, with beer and wine and free delivery in Port Huron, there's no question what's for dinner. It's 24th Street Pizza. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. All right, boys, it is now time for the fives of the week. This week we are doing New Year's resolutions. So we're just going to throw around the five that we think is maybe the most overdone, but, you know, most popular ones maybe too. So number one is lifestyle change. You guys agree with that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a big one. Yeah, like what do you mean like lifestyle change? Like just like. Yeah, it could be, you know, exercising more, eating better. Um, all that stuff. You know, I think just trying to get get your health up. You Bre- breaking out of your COVID cocoon. Right. Like you need to take a break from pornography. That too. That yeah. <laughs> probably not a bad idea. Anything you may be addicted to. <laughs> yeah. And porn may be one of them. That is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's your true statement. <laughs> yeah, I could see that one. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I think that's a that's probably one of the the biggest ones. I know it's my thing is before we get started. I think resolutions are kind of blown out of the water. I think it's better to start routines going into a new year as opposed to just saying, "Oh, I'm going to do this, this, and this," because then you put a lot of pressure on yourself. So if you slip yeah. up, you know, you're like, "Oh shit, I'm back to square one again." You know? Yeah, and you blow it one time, and it's like, "What?" Blew that one. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll do it again next year. <laughs> only in January, second yeah. week of January. <laughs> Probably why the gyms are so full in January. And then, as you notice, February, a little less than by March. There's a yeah. little less than by April. There's nobody there. So I was talking to a buddy and my brother. They both want to, um, you know, get back in the gym. And uh, I, I always dread those guys that are circled around a machine and they're freaking. They're not regulars. Hours, yeah. hours to do it. You know what I mean? I like to get in, get out. Get out of my day. What about the dudes that go to the gym and make all those noises? I mean, those guys that are lifting, you know, making all them grunt noises and stuff. Yeah. Oh. Don't bullshit me. <laughs> yeah, those are the guys you want to stay away from. Right. You said, hey, you want to spot me, brother? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's going to teabag you. Right. <laughs> hey, what are those grapes? <laughs> you mind getting your nuts out in my face there, bro? <laughs> yeah. These nuts. These nuts. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I, you can see I got my myself uh, my gym right here. I've used yeah. it maybe three times. How you, you know. doing? Beautiful coat. <laughs> not, not a lot going on over there in that corner. I'll promise you that. Clothes hangers. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. There were clothes on it yesterday, as a matter of fact. 
Told my wife, say, hey, where's my shirts? And they're hanging on your uh, thing you bought there for $350 you haven't used. Oh, okay, there's my hanger. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, man. It's it's If you want to commit to it, it really is a lifestyle change. Like, I had high cholesterol, was it, last year? And yeah. Got in really good you shape. lost a lot of weight, though. You got in really good shape. Yeah, and it's uh, you really have to grind at it, man. Yeah. Um, you got to do what you got to do, man. Salute. Yeah, there's my Salute, chaos, my boy. My chaos mm-hmm. in the house, bro. Yeah, I can't. Uh, Oof. The whole gym thing, it's, I don't know. You got to, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. It's a routine. You got to get in a routine. Yeah. You know? For sure. So the next one I got is quitting smoking. Have you guys ever been a uh, cigarette oh, smoker? Yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I smoked for a short, short amount of time. I think it was. During the time that you and I first met each other, remember that? Like Newport, we were, bro. Yeah, I was like, hey, man, let me Newport, have a square. Newport. Let, let me have a Short. square. Uh, bro, I was smoking Campbell non-filter back in the day. Believe me, my friend Habibi. And take the order from Mike and uh, Red Caboose. <laughs> that dude would smoke a whole cigarette. Send me uh, two squares. <laughs> I just couldn't. I don't know. The smoking, my, my dad smoked. My mom still smokes. I just can't do it. Yeah. You know. Send me a four seven up <laughs> between between each product. Dude, right. This dude smoked a half a pack of cigarettes, giving me Tahitian a Tahitian treat. <laughs> yeah, send me uh, four of the big red. And then he throw one out at you. Hey, you cigarette? No, no, really. You smoke cigarette? It's like if you didn't take the fucking cigarette, right. you wouldn't give you the order. Right. Like, these guys want you to smoke with them. These motherfuckers drinking Turkish right. tea and smoking smoke smokes. I know. It was. It was a tough gig. I walked out of there going, man, I feel sick, man. I think you know? I got a spot on my lung. <laughs> right. <laughs> I dreaded going to those kind of places. But, yeah, I tried smoking for a hot minute, and um, I tried to always hide it, you know, from my yeah. wife. She's like, you smell like smoke. I'm like, yeah. no, I wasn't smoking. She's like, how can you hide? You can't hide. It's like someone smokes weed. You just can't hide that. Mm. You know, it's on you. It's yeah. addictive. It lingers, you know. Especially outside. If you go outside, especially when it's cold out, Ooh. next to your clothes and all that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. You remember the old days when you could smoke in places like, you know, bowling alleys yeah. and, you know, the bars. And I'll tell you, are casinos still smoke-free down yeah. here? Yep. That's yeah. That's been nice. Yeah, that's, that's kind of... Nice. You could see through the whole place. You remember the fog you'd walk into? Now I can lose my money with clean lungs. <laughs> right. <laughs> I could clearly see I'm losing my ass now. There's no smoke here. I remember when the the first weekend I used to play softball at Total Sports over there. And uh, I, it was just hand in hand at the bar, having a drink, you light up sure. a cigarette. No, man, I never seen a bartender run so quick over to me. You gotta put that out. We're gonna get fired. <laughs> oh oh yeah, cause shit, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I gotta go outside. It, it's just tough to get used to at first. Yeah, you, know? you had to kind of train your mind for that, right? Yeah, yeah that's. Um, but you know, it's. I mean, I know you still dabble a few squares once in a while, but yeah. I mean, you quit for a while too, didn't you? Yeah, I quit for a long time. I think the longest that was like six months. It's kind of like know, I go back and forth on it, getting these ruts. But once I get back on my health kick, I really cut it down a lot, and eventually, I would just like to quit. You know, together. I think quitting smoking's hard, but I think doing the dip, that's hard I, to quit. You know, it's, it, I was going to say that. So I've always been some type of tobacco, whether it be cigarettes, a pipe, not that kind. But <laughs> you don't cig- smoke a bungholio? <laughs> I like to spank my bungholio. <laughs> hey, man, bring it back around. Cigarettes, cigar, pipe, chewing tobacco. 
Yeah, it's you're a fucking day. hot mess, Bryce. All at once. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You know, and then I dabble with a little bit of weed, yeah, uh, yeah. a couple of Percocets, but you know, I'm all right. Did you say Gush? Gush. Crack, man. That's good stuff. <laughs> yes, my name is Tarbash, the Egyptian magician. I do magic acts. <laughs> Pull that one out. <laughs> Ric Flair, baby. The nature boy. <laughs> and death and roll. my limousine riding. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Tony Schiavone. <laughs> Somebody got a dick? <laughs> All right, what uh, else you got there, Philly? All uh, right, number three on the list is travel. I think a lot of people, you know, when the new year starts, like, okay, yeah, I'm going to plan this getaway, whether it be a cruise, uh <laughs> Fancy vacation. Uh, I know that ride. You guys, uh, you guys in that realm of that? Yeah, All yeah. Matter of fact, we booked a cruise. We're going back to Alaska. Hey. Yes, uh, Alaska. We're world travelers. So. Hey. Mm. Well, you must know Hollywood in the one percentile. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got the we got basically a free cruise on an inside rumor. El cheapos. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. We're looking forward to that. But hopefully, COVID doesn't. Crush arm. Uh, I've got plans. One, mm. you know, Philly. I had one something scheduled here for February. It's thirty-seven days away, mm. and Oop. the way it's looking right now, and they're ready to shut it down again. You may get oh. Omicron. I am definitely thinking we're not going to go. It's and we put a lot of money on this. this is for our thirtieth wedding anniversary. So this was like the bigger oh, special. It's a big deal. Yeah. Where are we it's going? a big deal. We were going to go to uh, well, Mexico was part yeah. of it. Um, uh, Honduras, you know, I got to go right. visit some friend over there, man. Yes, you can we'll join the cartel. Over there, Dominican. We'll see my cousin. Yeah, man. <laughs> so it was all part of that, like... Um, you got the best cocaine. <laughs> Yo, man, what's up, Philly? <laughs> man, you remember me from old school, man. We used to play softball together. <laughs> Shit, man, you treat me like I'm local. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm a little bummed about that because this was like a big deal, and it was like kind of like now all of a sudden, like, this shit's going on again, but it... I talked to my doctor because I had a, actually had a physical this week, guys. Yeah. I mean, have you ever had two knuckles put up your ass in the same week? I mean, I've, I literally went to my my buttholio doctor, you know, because you got to get the prostate checked. I don't want to talk right. about this too much because you know Hollywood knows all I'm, about I'm this. Glad but, about this. But you know, I'm just kind of proud of you. I'm mighty proud of you. But it was just like, man, why do I got to do this stuff? But you know, I'm at that age, and so I was asking him about this new variant, and. Um, he doesn't think that he seems to think this could be the end of it. He goes, yeah. the variant is there. It is highly contagious. However, it's like a strain of like getting a bad cold or something. Yeah, because didn't you guys see the uh, the five symptoms? It was very similar right. to just like your common cold. That's right. Like, I like would have told cold. that doctor, hey, you're checking the wrong end. Hey. Right? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I was not happy. So I mean, I had to get all that stuff done. But I was just asking questions like, what's your take on this? I even asked him. I said, do you think that this came over? He goes, man made. Yeah. I mean, he was straight up about it. He's mm -hmm. a doctor, and he goes, it was brought over here. He goes, this, yeah, was, this no was made in the lab. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of throwing a wrench on everything again. So as you're trying to get back to normal again, you're planning a vacation. We're talking about New Year's resolutions. Sure. About making some sort of a plan for the new year. But, Phil, you hit on this a couple times. 2020 was a shit year. 2021, in my opinion, was worse. Yeah. I, I agree 100%. It just, yeah. I mean, between, you know, losing my father losing right. jobs and you name it it just goes on a trickle down effect of just a doom loop i mean 
Please, God, give us something good to hinge on to in 2020. Stop with the suck job, man. Yeah, this is all 21 big suck job. Take a shit for you, bro, bro. Take it down a notch. Yeah, go easy on us in 22, man. Please. Yeah, please. Holy moly. So what else you got on that love list there, Philly? Oh, let's see. Let me check my paper. Oh, oh, oh. What are you saying? So, number three. <laughs> number, number four. Number four. got to find some old drops, man. Chaos remembers everything. I know. That's, that's a fan right there. I'm in. Yes. 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 Small helmet. We're on the resolutions, the revolutions of Michael Jordan's all-time three-pointers. Fill it. Yes. 2022. Yeah. He's filling the cracks. Filling the cracks. <laughs> All right. So number four, we got uh, give him back. I think this is a good one. You know, Word any up. way you get a chance to, any opportunity, I think it's always good. And I think everybody wants to try to do that if they can. If they got it, you know, and not everybody does all the time, but I think it's always on everybody's mind to try to do that. Yeah, you, you got to appreciate what you have and where you've been, where you come from. And if you see somebody that's down or struggling, pick them up. Um, volunteer some time, whatever yeah. it takes, just to get a good feel about yourself or what you do, what you're about. But uh, yeah, I'm at that point in my life where... You know, in my earlier years, me, 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 me. Yeah, and for sure. It's, 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 there's a bigger cause. There's a bigger, um, just a, a bigger feeling in life that help out. No, People are struggling. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I think there's a, there's a need for giving back. Um, our society is such a, it's a, it's a mixed up puzzle of everything. And I think that's kind of one of the things that you definitely want to do. I feel better about doing stuff like that. I know chaos. Yeah. You do the same way. And I know you uh, used to uh, donate time at the soup kitchen. And yep. And I still, I mean, I still would if there wasn't this pandemic. We were sure. trying to do something just before Thanksgiving, and you know they they will they won't let outsiders come in yeah. because of what's going mm-hmm. on. But yeah. uh, you want to talk about a really, in all seriousness, and a re- very rewarding thing to do is that in the soup kitchen, Philly. So you know, this is pretty much you're working, you're working for the homeless, mm-hmm. serving them a hot meal. Yep. Um, and that there was some really humbling things that occurred on the few times that we've done this. I mean, these are people coming off the street that are living in, under viaducts on expressways. They yep. have nothing, yep. and they're getting that hot meal, mm-hmm. and that's like the highlight of their whole day. They're yeah. going to eat something, and you could see it in their eyes how grateful they are, you know? Yeah. Our, uh, my Not to cut you off, but my son, the, the youth organization he was part of for football, they would do that. It was called uh, Gleaners. You say you? You. You. And, uh, they would do that and pack up, you know, boxes of food for people that were homeless and give them uh, packages. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's really cool. And, um, yeah, Hollywood actually had a great point. I was talking to him last week, and he said he would like to do something as a podcast, maybe whatever we could do, 100 bucks to a family maybe in need to give back you yeah. know like he did the santa claus thing you know he's always thinking of ways to do that stuff that's awesome the soup kitchen like, yeah that's, that's great stuff yeah yeah that's that's kind of like uh that'll put that then you actually when i came home that afternoon and um i looked around me sometimes you think you know you don't appreciate what you have you know mm-hmm. i think when you go to somewhere like that and you see they have nothing and then when you yeah. come home to a nice home or you come home or you get in a n- nice car or truck you have food in your refrigerator you can turn on the tv and watch cable and get all the shows you want we we as you know those people in that situation can take so much for granted yet sometimes you're greedy and you say i want more i, I want to get something else i want bigger and better but just some of the simplest things and some of the best people i ever met in my life are 
the simplest people with mm -hmm. little to nothing. Yep, I you know, agree. You know, yeah. you could be in a country area like uh, Chaos where you're from. Guy might have been lived in a farmhouse for 50, 60 years. He's got a John Deere tractor. He plows fields. That's how he makes his money. Mm -hmm. He don't have the latest and greatest of technology. And he's a happy man. He's happy with what he has. And, yeah. and you got these homeless people. They got nothing. So I, I, man, I would tell anybody, give yourself a chance to give back to your community. Yeah. Give back to people. Doesn't That's where it's much. at. No, it doesn't. And you feel really good about it. Yep. That's why even on a lesser level, like even though it's, you know, high school but like even coaching i feel like that's given my time oh, because definitely. from life experience oh, you know yeah, what i mean yeah. for sure so that's why every year people ask me why you do it i said well it's kind of like part of my calling it's my way to give back for the nonsense i did and how i messed up i can help if i can help keep one kid straight and on the on the up and up and up i'm good with that yeah i mean sammy you're, uh, you did a lot of stuff with chippewa valley with the high school with the with the richmond football program yeah. you were a volunteer firefighter yep I mean, this guy's come, I mean, he's giving back. We want to talk about community man right here in front of us. This guy's, you know, saved lives. He's been, you know, in awesome, bad, I mean, he's done a lot. And there's there's a big reward for that. For sure. You know? No, that was a good feel. After 911, I just you, you reflect on what can you do? Mm -hmm. How can you get involved? And I think I was got 38, 40 at the time and had a great idea to join the fire department. So it was tough. You had, yeah. to, get, you had to get certified under fire one and two and a medical first responder license and uh, you talk about a group of guys that are second family to you okay. miss them miss them every day but uh, we still connect they came up to Gaylord this past summer and we kicked it for a week golfing and just hanging out and had a great time and those what are friend, bond, friends though. for life yeah I mean I, re I remember when I seen you during the summertime yeah. um, you were doing an event for the 4th of July weekend and uh, yeah. it was a big deal like you had to be up super early to spit and shine the fire trucks for the parade and oh yeah, yeah. i mean you were so that was like the good old days they yeah good old yeah. days and you were so excited about that because yeah. you were kind of meeting with like with your old fraternity brothers Absolutely. in a sense i mean this is like a group of men that yeah you've been through some crazy stuff with oh, absolutely. you know you've seen yeah. some good and bad yeah. but uh yeah you put your life in their hands and you gotta trust that person you yeah know. that's a brotherhood man yeah i, I totally get that it's awesome yeah. yeah that that's a really good one right there man Give him back. they kept me off the roof so i'm definitely a ground level hey <laughs> 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 yeah, chaos uh, you uh hold the bottom of the ladder we ain't having you climb that ladder 300 pounds in that ladder get on the roof forget about it <laughs> forget about so are it. you a roller coaster guy then i gotta ask you a roller coaster guy yeah are you scared of heights is that what it is or? Uh, i'm good with heights if it's controlled Okay. Uh, roller coasters, I'm good with. My back will tell you different, but right, right. Um, you getting to be an old head, bad. Yeah, you pick up <laughs> out, damn it. There you go. Damn you. But yeah, you put me up on a ladder, and I get like a ten pucker factor, and I'm done. Ten pucker. <laughs> Speaking of pucker. <laughs> you pouring the venom again? Yeah, bad. Oh boy. Right. What else you got there, Philly? All right, so the last one, number five. Number five. I'll be finances. I think everybody wants to try to get their pocketbook together, right? Yup. You know. got, who's got the cheese, man? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Always trying to line them pockets up. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah but who doesn't want to save money? That's, you know, that's like, you got to be disciplined. You know, somebody told me this a long time ago, pay yourself first. Yeah. You know, you're always going to have bills. Mm-hmm. You're going to have your utilities and your car payments or whatever it is that you have, but you work that hard week, you get a biweekly check, whatever, pay yourself first, whether let me, it's investment. Let me ask you this. Did they teach you guys that stuff in high school? No, sir. No. And they didn't for me either. Like I wish there was just a straight-up 
everyday finance class, teach you about credit cards, all these things, because it's so easy it as be. a young man or woman to just freaking get yourself in a, in a world of trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like you said, it's definitely something that you need to have as far as knowledge. They don't do enough of it right now. Why? Because they, they feed off people that get themselves in trouble. A little you know? twisted there, Brad. <laughs> a little puckered. <laughs> Maybe a little that's whiskered. Why, that's why the zero helps you out, Brad. I did him. Oh. <laughs> I'll work circles around you. I'll wrap your you fucking Jackie. head in with a ratchet. No mas, no mas, no mas. Yep, oh. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Rick Flair, baby. Woo, the American dream. <laughs> oh, yeah, the macho meal. Oh, yeah, brother. Let me tell you something, Rick Flair. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Oh, what else you got on that list there, Philly? That's five, man. That's it? I know you lost your count after three shots. You know me, dog. I'm always losing count on everything, man. (laughs) Your asshole's pickled. It's pickled. (laughs) Does it smell good enough for you in there? I know. I got to get these drops freshened up, man. All right, so I know you brought something else to the game here, Braz. Lightning round. Oh, one. Oh, one, two. (laughs) All right, so we're going to do a little something called Philly's Fives. All right. If you could meet any coach, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh, boy. I'll give you a minute to think about it. Taking that one, Brian? Um, I would say Vince Lombardi. Oh, good choice. Mm. There's so much written motivational plaques with Vince Lombardi sayings in it. Um, I would like to have been able to sit in a room with him and just open my ears and listen to his philosophy. He's a mm-hmm. great motivator. Yeah. I mean, there's so much billboard material that's, you know, got his some of his sayings on it. I'd say Vince Lombardi. That's mm. a good one. Gosh, I don't know. I'd maybe like Sparky Anderson. He just seemed to be everybody loved him and they played for him and he just got people to react and get the most out of all of his players. So Sparky, I think, would be a cool one to meet and talk to. Yeah. I was going to say, I actually was thinking about this last night, and maybe it's because of the documentary, but I thought the first thing that came to mind was John Madden. But my most influenced uh, coach... And, 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 you know, I appreciate that. Hold on. <laughs> ...is actually Nick Saban. You know, and I love... I tell my kids this all the time. It's like, you can... You have to work to be bad at something. Like, you can just wake up and be average, Right. But it's the people that try to be good, great. But you have to do things that are, like, extraordinary, wake up earlier, put more time in to be elite, and that's, like, his level of standard. I would like to just learn more from him as a coach, you know? I think that would be really cool. But it's it's a toss-up between him and Madden because that's a guy whose personality is just infectious. You know, he's a guy that truly cares, you know, a humble individual. So it's kind of like, I don't know. Best of both worlds. I thought of Bill Belichick too, but if I had to have, pick one, I'm gonna go with Madden, man. And Saban's the guy that I try to model after in a weird way, as, as crazy and, as and, that and, is. And, and you know, I, again, I appreciate you talking about me in this conversation. Yeah. I'm looking down on you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, su- I'm surprised Wayne Fonts didn't. Make <laughs> and I like that big Lies level. Lies level. <laughs> 
Who you got there, Chaos? I, I mentioned. I mentioned George Sparky Anderson. Yeah, I'm fucking out of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he lost his mind after 10 minutes. My mind is Old pickled. school, you think of somebody like Newt Rockney, that was a true student of the game and brought a lot of people in. Uh, in the old days, without helmets. Mm. But that, that's... And uh, what's the one for... Uh, Tupac. No, the, no. Ba- the bad boys. Uh, 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 Chuck Daly? Chuck Daly. Oh, Chuck Daly was... Chuck a, Daly. Yeah, he was a good dude. I'm man. not a big mm. basketball fan, but when you... I was a huge bad boys fan. You talk about a team that just passed the ball and knew the role and everybody shared. Yeah. That was... Uh, it, that defensive basketball was something to... Just watch and marvel at. It was amazing. Did you ever watch the Thirty for Thirty? I did. That was really cool. It was really cool. Yeah. Those are great shows. Those are well produced. Yeah. Productions, Even, um, man. That and then the Last Dance with Michael Jordan. You got kind of got like, I didn't the see Inside that Peak. One. That's really good too. It's yeah. on Netflix. Still, yeah. you guys should check it out. Yeah. yeah. All right. So number two, how old were you when you got your first job, and what was it? Oh my. Hmm. Put your thinking cap on, Grandmaster B. Hmm. My first job, I was 14 years old, and it was a paper route. Okay. Yeah. Paper route, man. I was delivering the Detroit News, the Free Press. You had the saddlebags on your bike? (laughs) Wired out. Folding them up? Yeah. Sticking them in the door, or were you flipping them? I was flipping them, doing collections, everything. (laughs) Yeah, the uh, Macomb deal used to have little tickets. I would be going up to the... the ticket I'd go up to the people, hey, motherfucker, you owe us fucking money over (laughs) here, okay? You know you're behind fucking three weeks over here. Two weeks, $1.75. Hey, listen, I ain't fucking bringing you the fucking comics. I'm not bringing you the coupons. You owe me fucking money over here. Just when you think I was out, they pulled me back in. Right. (laughs) Oh Oh, gosh For myself Yeah it was uh, Many things I was washing dishes At 13 I was uh, carrying golf bags We live real close To Hillcrest Country Club Which is now Way gone There's a Myers there Mm. In Clinton Township Uh, Yeah so Carrying golf bags As a caddy And washing dishes At the restaurant When I was 13 Yes For $2.85 And maybe it was Less than that Was it $2.35 For under 15 Hey man, I remember when twenty bucks could fill my gas tank up, give me a pack of smokes and a pack of rubbers, bud. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hit that bell, man. Yeah, man. I was good to go for the weekend, man. Let's go. <laughs> Take it easy. I was actually I was fourteen too, and I was pushing carts at Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge. Oh, thanks. Great deals. Thanks. Agent no merge from the deli. <laughs> <laughs> Great gal. Yes. Thanks. Marge from the deli. (laughs) Chick is hot. (laughs) All right, here we go. Number three. Name one thing that a woman... Somebody got a dick? ...that a woman does that men can't stand and vice versa. Ooh. Fuck, you go, dude. Grandmaster, he's like, I can't answer this question. loaded. I can't answer this question. (sighs) What was the question? (laughs) Name something a woman does that pisses men off, and then name the opposite, vice versa, that a man does that pisses women off. Well, I, I can think of a hundred things that piss my wife off, but um, um, could I could I default this like the big fish would and pass this to my no, my you best friend here? You got to answer. Fuck man, you put me on a spot. No, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. And I'll live, get you a minute to breathe. 
right, so, things at peace. You can think about it. It's okay. All, All right. right okay, so on, on my end, on my wife's side, she's a saint. Nothing to complain about. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. She's put up with my shit for 30 years plus and... All is well. Woo! Now, for her, pretty much me breathing. <laughs> I'm shocked she stayed with me so long. Um, we have a great relationship, and she's awesome. Karen, big shout out to you. And uh, we, uh, we've we been very fortunate and very lucky with three boys. And, yes. Uh, she's blessed me with. Thank you. And uh, we just uh, take it one day at a time. We roll with it. Beautiful thing. I would say for me, I am I am I drive my wife nuts because I'm very OCD. Yeah. You know, I like everything to have its spot, its place. And when shit's out of place, I'm like, who the fuck moved that? <laughs> what? You got anything else to bitch about besides where that's at? You know, it could be anything. It could be the remote. It could be you know mm-hmm. something got moved. Um, I love my wife like chaos. Been with her for a long time. But you find habits that some women have that you just can't, like, succumb to. Like, she likes to leave shit laying everywhere. <laughs> like, every fucking room You're has got trouble. something in it. Oh, yeah, she's going to hear this. <laughs> Why would you say that, you asshole? I think that, that runs in the family because Pops was that way, you're that way, and I'm that way. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah, it would drive me nuts. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big... Uh, I don't know, man. I like to keep shit organized, but that's just like how I do it, man. It's a little OCD. Yeah, so I don't know. I think for women too, it's uh, the uh, the seat thing in the bathroom. Oh. If you don't leave it down or yeah. clean up after yourself when you're done. I have a teenage son. Chaos. Yeah. I'm sure you know. The aim is off at times. Yeah. Straight you know up. What I mean, and if I'll you, fail they you, need man. to yeah. they Especially, need to clean up after themselves. You ever wake up with a boner? Not anymore. Are you <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, uh, I, you, you ever had to pull one of these off? And it's been a long time. I ain't gonna lie. Like, you're, you're fucking arced over, dude. You just can't. And it's about this morning. Hey, you know, it's about the only fucking time it ever got hard in like the last six months. It's like a fucking like right now. It's like a limp dish rag. You can't have too much of anything, bro. Yeah. <laughs> the good <Yeah>. old days. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. <laughs> What? All right. You're going to hell. I am. I'm gonna. Get, I'm, I'm actually. I'm actually gonna get in trouble. You know, right. This song reminds me of Brett Favre and the Green Bay Packers. All right. What's a life-changing item that you can buy for a hundred dollars or less? Ooh, Ooh question. That's a great one. Ooh, man, that's a good one, dude. Mm, hey, that's solid as hell. You no, know, Philly, come with I it. I feel you, man. Hundred bucks. Or Damn. Mm. I mean, it could be anything. It could be a array of things. It could be small, something, that $100 mark. I mean, hmm. you don't even got to cost that much. Damn. Damn, that's a good one, dude. You know, Hollywood would be like that Plan B pill, man. Get that, get that bad Charles, man. That Magnum's, man. Okay, so I'm a bad. Magnum's. What do you do with the other two thirds of it? <laughs> 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 Sorry, Hollywood. Word up. <laughs> oh man. I know Just James would be like nail polish. <laughs> Something with the toes. Hundred bucks or less. That's a good one, man. Wow, hundred bucks. Yeah, um, just think about it. Anything that could that's could be life altering. Could be anything. Damn, 
man, that might be one of the toughest questions we've had on this. It is, man. Your mind's pickleball. It is, man, because it makes you deep. It's a deep think question. Well, here's my answer. It's it sounds simple, maybe stupid. I don't care, but it, it it's it's shaving razors. Because when I can't shave, I feel like not myself. It's a small thing, pet peeve of mine. Oh, it's a personal thing. Uh. When I shave. I feel like a million bugs, dog. He's a hairy fellow. <laughs> she's got a lot of hair on her arms. I mean, she's got a big, big bush. <laughs> I like bush. Hair skew. Hey, is Barack in the house? Is Barack in the I house? I don't know, but... Uh... <laughs> I don't think you can do it with that pelican dip you got going, bro. I forgot about him. Let me be clear. <laughs> Let me be clear. I don't think that uh, this would uh, pertain to this information. <laughs> Today, Junior. <laughs> $100 will bring you a lot. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have a good goddamn answer. For sure. <laughs> oh, Got a man. lot of pickle minds over here. <laughs> that is a great question. The shavers $100. is a dollar. It's a good answer, man. Two bag um, of groceries? Mm. Damn. Yeah, I would say. I would say food because you have to have food to survive. I mean, I would say $100. And I love to eat, so I'd have to have some food, man. No wrong answers. Yeah. I'm going to say groceries. Hmm. <laughs> Come on, Chaos. You got to bring it, well, dog. Well, I was going to say the two-headed love lunch from uh, Lover's Lane, but <laughs> yeah. that's uh, $105.99. That's <laughs> actually fine. Yeah, uh, very nice. It's a hang like sleeve of wizard. <laughs> Me and Asma do double sign of stone asshole. <laughs> Uh, life changing. That is just so loaded. Yeah, it could be anything, Brown. I'm gonna say uh, <laughs> good bottle of booze. There you go. Man, it could be life changing. <laughs> could be what we're drinking right it now. Could, to spice you into a flaming elk. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't have a good answer on that one. Maybe, um, maybe some. I don't know, weights or something that, you know, that would... That's change. a good one. Yeah, yeah. something that, some health type thing that you can get that would... For me, I'll tell you what, it was that damn uh, uh, read your, your pulse ox deal. I use that thing all the time. What is it? Pulse ox. You put it on your finger and you find out how how your blood is oh. oxygenating and what your, your okay. rate is at. That changed my life. Mm, that's a good one. Okay, so we're good. All right, here's another one might make you think. What is some widely accepted bad advice? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Widely bad accepted bad advice. If your minds are pickled, I can give you mine again. Go ahead, let it rip. All right, you ever been in a situation, you look at your buddy, <laughs> Here it and comes. he says, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Been there many a time. Yeah, he's sitting yep. to my right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Christmas shopping for guy. the females. I've been going to be all my life, and I know When Josh James hears that, he's going to laugh his ass he's off. He's going to know what's up. <laughs> we won't <laughs> been there. Remember that, Philly? I do, man. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the grandmaster. Stop whining. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. Me and him got so many memories yeah. that take us back so long ago, we man. Went, it's we crazy. Went Christmas shopping at Players. <laughs> <laughs> 
come home smelling like a French or a Somebody got a dick. <laughs> it was bad. It was like, hey, uh, we, did you tell your wife you're going Christmas shopping? How sweet. You and Sam? Yeah. And we ended up at some strip club. I'm like, Somebody got a dick? Sorry, Karen. We was clubbing, bro. It was crazy. It was nuts, man. It was not a good scene, bro. It got me in actual trouble, if I recall that day. <laughs> not That's a great good thing, man. Did you buy me that brand? No. Nope. <laughs> What was that smell that I see on there? Where were you at? We was in a club. <laughs> Go, shorty. I remember coming home from, uh, well, she found out I was going to the strip club that night with the boys, right? I come home, and I already knew I was sleeping on the couch. You know what she did? Doused the couch with water so I couldn't even sleep on the couch. Oh, I had to sleep on the floor. no. She did that to that's you, bro? Yes. That's fucked up. That's, that's rude. It was a hell of a memory, though. Mm. It was a great time that with the boys. That is not a good scene, bro. No, this is just bull jive. What's good about it? <laughs> All right, so everybody kind of on the same wavelength there? Yeah. For sure, man. Yeah. Right, so fuck it. Um, uh, also, I'm, I'm known very, very well for pulling large pieces of furniture from my ass. Congratulations. <laughs> All righty, then. Oh. All right. Somebody look, got a dick? I got five things here. You can only claim one. One million Instagram followers. A $250,000 check. Two-story home. Brand new Ferrari, five bitcoins. Oh, fuck you, go do, bud. Yes, sir. What up? What up? Five bitcoins, brand new Ferrari, two story crib, $250,000, one million Instagram followers. I can care less about the Instagram. I'll take the 250K, Doc, all day long. You need the 250K, and I'll make it work. That's where I'm at, too. That's what I would do. Yeah, Bitcoin. It's interesting, but it scares the hell out of me. Yeah, I just don't know enough about it. Mm -mm. You know, I feel like if I knew, if I was in the loop, in the know, I think I'd be down, but just kind of unaware. Yeah. So, that's the fives with Philly, and... uh, that was a mind-boggling question for Do you. Do we guys. got any lightning bolts? <laughs> yeah, I was hoping you'd bring some heat tonight, but I guess I've been picking up the slack. Uh, Brad. Tom, somebody has to do the lightning bolt. Somebody has to do it, Brad. That'd be you, man. Come on. Don't get we stage the fright. Guest, we got the guest of honor, Chaos, man, all the way from the Great White North. <laughs> all right, Chaos. You're the guest of honor. Well. You got any topics you want to discuss? Anything, anything at all. Well, I mean, what's near and dear to my heart is uh, keeping everybody healthy with this COVID resurgence. It's been crazy. Um, just everybody keep your head. Realize that, uh, you know, this whole vaccine thing, everybody's just so pro or against vaccine. Who gives a rip? Whatever you believe in, stick with it. But if you choose not to vax, just be aware of your surroundings and, if you come across somebody with it, you're exposed, lay low for a while. Don't spread. This thing is just out of control again. Yeah. yeah and I think here in Michigan, especially in Detroit, like numbers are skyrocketing, which is crazy. But, yeah. you, know, you just again, this country was built on choices. I think yeah. that's got to remain the same. You know, and don't. I believe in that. Let's not judge everybody for what they decide to do. And I think we'd be a more, uh, a happier place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's becoming so politically charged. You know, you get it, you don't get it. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. Choose, man. Choose, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I fail, you know. <laughs> but it's just, it, One more it's shot. So, <laughs> it's, it's sad when people belittle people for doing something they don't want to do. That, yeah. That's I think that, that's the poison of this whole thing is have your choice and just people respect people's choices. That, oh. That's where I'm at with that. No doubt, man. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong at all, brother. No, there's a lot of... Uh, I, I'm vaxxed. I'm triple vaxxed, but that's my choice. Mm-hmm. You're triple vaxxed, bros? Triple vaxxed. Wow, now they're talking about a fourth one. Did you hear about that? Go ahead. Give it to me. I mean, that's, no, that was on the news the other day now that uh, Dr. Fauci, who I say is the equivalent of a Joel Olstein for Christianity. This guy's junk. This guy, man. Well, we try to do here is flatten the there kid. There he is. We're trying to oh. flatten the kid. You don't want to listen to what Donald Trump says. We want to We want to do our best to flatten the kid. I still that's think everyone should get one shot of bleach. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what do you do? I mean, you got all these people saying this, that, and the next thing, and now they're talking about a fourth vaccinating. I almost think, like, the CDC does not know what the fuck they're talking about. They're putting the fear of everything into the poor public right now. It's like, oh, you have to take this. You you have to do that. You have, And it's like, how many vaccinations? Okay, so I've had both the vaccinations. I had the booster. I took a flu shot. And they want me to take another shot. I mean, what's, I mean, what are they putting in my body, man? Yeah. It's scary. You know, it's like, what do you? Who do you believe anymore at this point? You well, know? chaos. When you talk about bleach, bleach. <laughs> you got to talk about Clorox. It's the best the, bleach of all time. Yeah, very yeah. great. The bleach is Don't fantastic. Use the Kirkland brand. The, 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 the bleach has been great to my whites. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> what do you do? You just keep taking more of these damn shots. I mean, what do you do, man? That's, That's what, true. I've seen that. I've watched that. I just don't want to get into that where you got to take those every single year from here until yeah. Kingdom well, Come. Like I just don't flu like booster. that. You get boosters every year for flu. Yeah. Yeah, but when does it stop, though? But what if you when, what when if you never stop? get a flu shot and you haven't That's had the flu true. in a decade? Yeah. You know I what I mean? So it's yeah, I like, don't know when it stops, and they just keep on pushing you up more different shit, and then you just kind of like, what do you do, man? You know, you just sit there and keep on taking more more pumps of Injections and everything like that. Like, where well, and stop? vaccines. Let's face it; they've been around since the beginning, a long time, yeah. right? And I don't necessarily think that they're injecting us with shit. You know what I mean? But I think yeah. guys, certain people aren't medicine guys. They like to do it naturally, or women, they prefer to do it a certain way, yeah. and that's okay too, though. You know, because both ways are proven to be good and bad, right? I mean, it's like pick your poison. Well, if if you really break it down, you find out that. You know, it's coronavirus. Coronavirus has been around for decades. Just different versions, SARS, uh, you name it, there's different versions. This mm-hmm. coronavirus 19 is a bad one. Now you right. got variants, you got Omicron, you got Delta. Um, it's It's been around, and this is a proven medicine. So, you know, it's not like they just pulled something out of the rear end last year and said, yeah, take yeah. this. But, you know what's tough about it, Bob, is the fact that We've lost nearly two years of our normal life. Yes, that's and what people, that's what chaps my ass. People that we love and know. Yes, yes. And it's restricted things and made you question your your actions and your moves, and yeah. that's what really bugs me, man. It's like you know me, I'm, I'll be 36 this year, and it's like I don't know, man. Like this is like supposed to be my glory time, you know, and I feel like I'm getting 
cut out. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think about chaos. The, the man just said he's going to be 36. Just hit 35. Could you remember 36, when you was third dude? I mean, God. these are the best. Mm-hmm. Take it from some old heads. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy this time. This <laughs> is the peak. Right Dude, now, I had an Uber driver tell me the same thing. It's heart to heart. He's I'm like, telling you, this is this is your, this is your, yeah. this is it right here. He said, "Dude, just he was 45, and he's like, bro, 35 years old. He's like, live your life to the max, man. Yeah. He's like, because that's you know after your next, another 10 years, you don't want to regret anything. Your next your 10 years peak, so. is gonna make what life you you're gonna look back in our age because we're in our 50s now. So yeah. you're gonna look back and say from 35 to 45, these next 10 years is your time. Yeah, yeah. And you're just, gonna you travel, talk about do everything we talked about on on the list that we just went over for the you know New Year's resolutions, whether it's a travel. <laughs> yeah. Just make it better for yourself because these are the best years of your life right now. You could say, well, when I was a teenager, because you didn't know nothing back then. No, yeah. But now you're an adult. You kind of went through them 20s. Now Mm -hmm. you're in your mid-30s. Now this is where it really starts to change, and this is where it's going to make or break you. Everything you're going to do the next 10 years is going to be who you're going to become and you get to our age, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And Chaos and I were just talking about this, Philly, about making money and doing things that were... We don't care about that no more. Right. When you start hitting a certain age, you get to the point where I don't care about money. I'm not chasing a paycheck. I'm not. Yep. I just want to be happy. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been there. I've worked at a company for 25 years, and they shut the door on me with a corporate restructure. And now you reflect. Do you really want to chase that money? It's not the money. It's about being having that freedom, having that, that opportunity on the weekends to be with your loved one. Uh, yeah. Do whatever you want to do. Hang out. Do stuff. Um, instead of being a slave to the to the money, the paycheck, it's just it's Word poison. Up. So you guys have you guys have gone through it, and you hear people say like, "Oh, just be a hermit for six months and save every no. penny." Do you no. give up that six Tell months, me. or do you just continue to live your life? Live your life. I heard that uh, you guys had this on a past podcast. You talked about would you take? I love the fact that he knows our podcast oh, for every little detail. Listening. He actually we've texted. He's a, he's a true. Detail. I, I love, I I love every it. time. A hey, big shout out to Sammy T up in Kayla. Word. <laughs> Much appreciated, but. Uh, Place yeah, you, you had something. I think it was last show or two shows yeah, ago. Yeah, I think we got to do one more half. That's it. That's it. <laughs> oh, no. You're struggling. You <laughs> about, go ahead. Finish your thoughts. <laughs> you you talked about you, you take ten, a big amount of money or go back in time. Mm. And you, 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 what the hell do you do? You go back in time. Yeah, you get to see the loved ones you miss and stuff, but um, eh, money's not everything. Screw the money. No, I think I think happiness is is more important. Yeah. You know? I mean, I look at these last two years. That's why I kind of brought it up. I and mean, I don't want to get personal, but you know, I lost like like you guys sitting here. It yeah. it makes me smile because I lost my best friend. Yeah. Like father, jobs, yeah. anything can change in a blink of an eye. Sure. You know what I mean? But then you got to look at the positives as well. But you just don't want to continue to lose out because life and time is undefeated. You need another soda? Are you good? <laughs> No. You good? You need another zero? <coughs> that one hurt. <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. Yikes. Actually, it's good to do that once in a while, Chaos, because it actually will it'll bring things out of you that you haven't talked about in a long time. We're talking. This is coffee talk. This is coffee talk. <laughs> I want to talk about my sweaty balls. You see, I bring up something personal. He brings up sweaty balls. No, no, balls, I want to so talk no, because, you're, no, you're this, is, this, right. is a, this is a very good subject that he's going to talk about I know, here. you know. B, you lost your father here recently, and you lost your basically your father figure. Right. Yeah. Um, I lost my dad five, six years ago. It's you. You don't get that back, and you miss him every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when you guys, you guys have been married a long time. You have that, you know, and put a lot of time into that as well. That that changed. 
you yeah. know, and I've had to make peace with that. Yep. So this 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 whole pandemic time has been life altering all the way around. I can't even explain to you guys how much. You know yep. what I mean? So it's a daily grind, but it it also teaches you how strong you can truly be. Like yeah, when you go through those situations, yep. you know what I'm saying? It's the wonderful thing about this podcast is we, we talk about a lot of crazy, stupid stuff. We get off subject many times. But when we start talking about life. Sweaty balls. <laughs> sweat, too. Sweaty balls. <laughs> but there's a lot that, I mean, as a human being, there's so much that happens in one's life that can alter the way you view things. I mean, loss of a father. I know how close you were to your, your dad. Right. Great man. Um God, are you not a spitting image of him, man? Because you truly are. I mean, it's scary. Same way with me. I kind of look like pops now because uh, the older you get, you do. Yeah, and it's really weird. But um, there's there's things that happen in your life, and you'll see this down the road here, uh, Philly. That you know, it, you know, it could be anything, but it'll change perspective, man. And yeah. that's really what it does to you. It, it puts you. You start to realize. The things that you used to wobble about and get all worried about, we talked about this during another podcast about, you know, we were talking about aging on our last 35, Mm -hmm. 35 uh, podcast. You really, you know, and and Hollywood hit on it about there's wisdom. There's wisdom in people, you know. Oh, for sure. You know, you can talk to me and I can help you with something maybe that you haven't been down the road yet, but I'm going to give you the directions to avoid the, you know, the, the, you know, the, you know, the bad areas to go to or the uh, dead ends or whatever like that. So you got to confine to some people to get guidance. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I miss that with my dad. I know sure. I do because that was like a subject matter, you know, that I would, I would always say, dad, what would you do? And he was such a straight shooter, man. He, he was, was the kind of guy that would just tell you to straight, straight bullshit. He wouldn't give you no run around. I mm-hmm. wouldn't say bullshit. He would just give you the straight answer. Absolutely. You know, he's like, why would you fucking do that? Yeah. Like, I mean, just hit you between the eyes with reality. I'm, yeah. I miss him, man. Some yeah. good, if, if first deer I ever got was with you and him up in the UP, and I just what I a always story. remember that. What man. a fucking story, man. Yeah, and, Brian decided not to sleep. You went as blind for that. Who's that, that guy? Who's Brian? Uh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so he decided he wasn't going to hunt his, his blind that day, so I, I decided, hey, well, I'll take it. Well, he's oh. only call, called me Mike about 100,000 <laughs> times on this show. So so a beautiful eight-point come out, and I dumped him. Right, It, it ran off about 100 yeah. yards, and then Brian's day I come in, and we just we tracked that down. We got it on video somewhere, and that was just some of the best That's moments. Awesome, man. That's Watch it down. My man is the ultimate hunter. I mean, this guy hasn't hunted in a while. We did. You tried yeah. to get out this year, but um, yeah. the truth is is that Sam was uh, – there's chaos was a greenhorn at hunting. My dad was the veteran of learning how to, you know – scout deer knowing where they traveled and what chaos ended up doing is learning a life lesson of how to gut a deer Absolutely. which is which is something that if you don't know how to do it you really can fuck it up you yeah. can really ruin the meat if he you're wouldn't, he, wouldn't kind of you sure. he wouldn't bail you out either he, he said nope you take he that knife. said son he called him son it's <laughs> yep. on video he said yep. son you're cutting the wrong spot now listen to me put your two fingers between the knife and he guided him to where he became and honestly, the guy became a better hunter than anybody I know mm. because he's got proof of it on his wall. Yep. I was in your place in Gaylord, and he's got some beautiful mounts on his wall. But there's something that was learned through the course of just camaraderie with two mm. people that, Absolutely. you know, you learn something, and that's what life's really all about. So, Well, you kind of answered my question, I guess, because I, I went hunting with Pops one time up oh, in yeah, Harrison. I didn't, I didn't know I that. I didn't know that. And I never just, it was, I told him, I said, Pop, I don't think it's for me. You know, I don't really mm-hmm. like it. And he's like, it's all right, let's go watch football. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> yeah. He was I, I, still my grandpa. You know, I didn't, didn't yeah. care. And I knew that was his thing. It was your guys' thing. Yeah. So what is it about hunting? Is it the thrill 
to, um, is it just the camaraderie of being out guy, there? That right there is I, a man I can, ass. I can speak to that where my least favorite part of the hunt is the kill. Mm. Uh, the most exciting thing about hunting is just watching a day come to life, sitting out in the woods, pitch dark, the anticipation, the excitement, and you watch the flocks of birds come in, the different birds. You got mm. sparrows that come in, you got your wrens, you got cardinals. You've got chickadees. Chickadees land on your barrel. It's just squirrels. Yeah. It's just watching this day come to life and just, there you go, red so bear. The nature being in the elements, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and just yeah. the excitement of what's going to come out. Is there a doe? Do you let the doe go? Yeah. I'm, I consider myself, I like buck hunting. I, I'm right. a trophy hunter. But uh, I do eat the meat for sure. My, Karen, uh, my wife Karen. Was doesn't. you a butcher cutting the meat? I was a butcher cutting that <laughs> meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I do I do like venison. My buddy yeah. Dave, you know, he makes Dave Dave <laughs> Dave's out here, man. He makes venison jerky. It's it's primo, man. It's yeah. great. But I just you know the actual kill I'm an animal lover too. Yeah. So like Same I, care. I love to fish, all that shit. Yeah. I, hunting just I don't know, it never did it for me. In in, in Gaylord I'm I always only in, I was always intrigued about it. Absolutely. In Gaylord we have we live in a HOA up there, so you can't hunt. But mm-hmm. Is that in the we, top ten percent, Braz? Uh, maybe. <laughs> so we have probably ten deer that come in every night. There are pets. We feed them. Mm-hmm. And well you're not supposed to DNR, I'm sorry. We don't do that. We feed the squirrels. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but, do you have neighbors that don't approve of your hunting? I'm or anything? sure they do, but we know, feed right. Mr. Fucking Deer over here. We might have did it on accident. Tony. We've had had some dandies come through the backyard, 10, 12 pointers, and just beautiful deer. It's just awesome to see them come in and just. They're beautiful creatures, man. Absolutely. I I bet you there's a thrill, though. You you still remember your first kill? I sure do. It was that, that, what I'm referring to. Yeah, Grandmaster B. I remember remember my first buck. it wasn't a big buck. It was a it was a four corn, as we call it. It was the same weekend, wasn't it? It was the same, same weekend, week? and and uh, I was just happy. I mean, I was so jealous for so long that I gave this guy. <laughs> I love him. I love him like a brother. <laughs> truly, truly love him like a brother. Um, and he took this big eight point, and I had to whack a deer, and, and I got my first buck, and it was like a little small four corn. Mm. And my dad was so proud of me. I was proud of myself. But yeah. I was like, God damn it, if I would have just listened <laughs> to Pops. Yeah. He said, I remember when we were scouting that area, he told me, he goes, son, he goes, he goes, this is the area. He goes, there's big bucks running through here. He goes, or a big buck. Yeah. And then for some reason, Pitts, the old man Pitts, yeah. you know, we used to hunt with an old guy who's in his 80s and he used to hunt. And, and I said, uh, he went out for opening day because it was a tradition for him for so long. And I said, Pitts, are you going to hunt your blind tomorrow? He goes, nah, I'm too old for that. He goes, uh, I go, can I hunt your blind? He goes, yeah. And I said, okay. So I went and hunted his blind. And, he was awesome. Man. And Chaos took my blind. Yeah. And I remember it was like 10.03 in the morning, and there we had a whistle call. We blew a whistle. Mm, yeah. And the whistle went off, and I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> that guy, that's that's chaos. That's big Sammy T. I go, that's him. Right. And I remember walking over to him, and he was breathing so heavy. This is all on video. I was, I was, he was like, bad oh. way. Yeah. He goes, dude, it's the biggest fucking deer I've ever seen in my life. He goes, he's, I shot him, and he just fucking took off. He goes, there's blood. I don't know where I'm going to go. My, my, my pop. The flag was half stuff, <laughs> man. And, Major and, 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 and then, my, and then, and then you know, he came over there, and then Brett Favre showed up. And it was great. But then, and then. We walked over to him. This is all on video, and I still have that video, yeah, which is a classic, dude. It's just mm. iconic. 
and uh, to say to, to see that he was so excited and and I remember this this is something I probably never told you but my dad was like I'm so happy for that kid yeah I'm like why he goes because he did something that he experienced this with other people he goes my first I was by myself mm. he goes no one was there to experience it with me he goes and we experienced it with you no. and you your best friend I said yeah that was cool so that was really special and uh haven't had that moment it, it lives on forever and it, it, truly, it yeah. changed my and life. i hope you that named was... the deer the, the buck had my name because because <laughs> yeah, so i'll be pissed if you didn't so it, it but, truly uh, changed my life that day that week it just it put me on a different path just knowing the the old traditions from the old school with uh pits and with your dad yeah and with uh <laughs> what's the other <laughs> vince and uh pits pits <laughs> And it just, Did he like that chips? Story? Story? It was so quiet up there. We were we were on a two track back in the woods up oh by Ishpeming, and it was so quiet. Yeah. Um, and remember, Pitts was in a enclosed blind. He had a propane heater, and you could hear you could hear everything for ten miles away. It seemed like you hear deer sh- 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 running right. through, and you hear Pitts. He's, you, there's a clicker on your heater. You hear click, click, click. <laughs> oh God! Damn. Click. Clicking here. There was <laughs> fucking. He had like a propane explosion, and he comes out patting his eyebrows. He was. He, was on he blew fire, his man. fucking blind up, dude. He blew his freaking blind up. It was so freaking crazy, man. There were so many good times. I mean, you, if you think back, Philly, back to a time because um, Philly had a friend named Josh. He passed away, unfortunately. Um, this was his best. This would be Thank the you. equivalent chaos of you and I right. having this bond for 30 plus years yep. high school teammates and football um, what do you recall about what some of the best times you had with with your boy Josh well, I can think of one right off the top we were uh, we went up up north to Traverse City we go out on a snowmobile ride and we end up getting stuck and this dude First time riding a snowmobile, right? Drives up this bank, flips a damn snowmobile. I don't have a rope to pull him out. So, like, we're screwed. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have our cell phones on us, nothing. Thankfully, my stepdad, you know, he knew kind of, like, where we would be, and he pulled us out. And it was it was coming down, man. Yeah. And he's just like, dude, fuck it. You know, if we're, we're going to die, we're out here together. We got a couple <laughs> beers, a couple cigarettes. Yeah. That's just how he lived his life, though. He's a fucking thrill seeker, man. Yeah. Great dude, real cool dude, man. I'll never forget him. He always and he wore long johns. This motherfucker was walking around my my fucking house with long johns on. So my mom, that's where he got his nickname, Johns. (laughs) Oh, that's how it came about. No shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, this dude just come out with his long johns on. Oh my god, it's you had to be there. It was fucking hilarious, though. Are you shitting me? And that's what's great about seeing you guys here tonight because he talks about you all the time. Yeah. And he's like, man, he's like, chaos. That's my dog. That's my best friend. Love the guy. And to actually be here tonight, that's why I'm dead tired, man. I'll be honest yeah. with you. I wasn't I, sure I if I could make that, it, man. but I wanted to see you. Yeah. I knew it was important to him. Yeah. So I made time for no, it. No, I sure man. appreciate that. Because, you know, I've been, like for I sure. said, I've been a loyal listener since show one. Yeah. And uh, it's been great to hear you guys uh, progress with the show and, and, and do great things. Yeah. 100%. And look forward to the future. It's been, I am so honored that you guys gave me some time to come on and just, just chop it up and talk hey, and, and catch up. You know, that, that, that's what we've been talking about for so long is just bringing different people in, different perspectives, because there's a, 
there's a uh, six degrees to Kevin Bacon in every relationship Absolutely. we have as mm-hmm. people, as humans, in our personal lives. You're one of them. Yeah. Yep. Josh is one of them. Just James. Hollywood is an uncle, but yet a best friend to this young man here. Yeah. There's so many good things that have come out of this uh, relationship that we've have formed, and it's very sure. unique that, that you can have people in your life and hold them in one hand and say, okay, these are the people, whether it's your yeah. buddy Stevie Cosart, uh, it's me, it's you, it's yeah. it's it's my nephew here. So there's just so much that means so much to people. And to have that, it's it's a bond, man, that you can't just, you can't erase that because there's meaning there. You know, there's I, so I, much there. I know we talked about it earlier. You've been in my life for pretty much 30 years now. Word up. And I've known Mikey since you've been like five years old. It's been I know. crazy, it's man. But it's just cool to see people come up and grow and yeah. learn and just... Did you ever think you'd be sitting here bullshit on a podcast with no, me and my uncle? No, no I mean, no. this is this <laughs> is the craziest thing. Philly, before you showed up, man, this was the craziest thing. We were sitting here talking about you, and he was so excited to see you. That's why I was, like, praying. I'm like, I hope he doesn't bail on me, man, because I could tell in your voice when I called you earlier today, you were tired, you were exhausted. You had the week I had, or maybe you had a tougher week. I don't know, but I'm like... I'm just hoping this dude shows up, man. Yeah, well, I would miss it, man. You know, there's something special about just getting you. I know you're going to have a good time going up north, and you're going to do what you got to do up there, and that's all good. But it's very rare that I can get this dude in this spot for mm-hmm. one yes. fucking night. You know, this has been, I mean, I there was, what, three, four years that you and I haven't seen each other. True. We were we talked, yeah. and like a soap opera, we would pick up right where we left off. Like, Absolutely. we never missed a beat. But to see him, I seen him this past summer, just to be able to see him, it was like, it made my whole weekend. I told my wife, I said, it don't matter what I did, where we ate, what we what we shopped and bought. I said, the biggest thing for me was to see Sam, you know, mm-hmm. to see chaos. So that was the biggest deal for me. So that was the most special thing. So when you have those types of relationships, you know, whether it's with, you know, uh, a friend or, you know, like, you know, Just James back there in New York right now. Yeah. Uh, you know when he comes back, it's going to be special because you need that kind of relationship in one's life, man. Yeah. Well, I could tell even like tonight, it's like you guys haven't missed a beat. That's no, how it is. we're, 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 we're yeah. just like, we're like an old freaking soap opera, man. We pick up right where we left off. Yeah. There was, a, you know, months we go without talking to each other. There was, there was a time where this guy was going to hire me. And I felt I carried the grudge of burden for so long because he wanted to, he was a he was a manager, he wanted to hire me as a sales a sales rep, and I turned him down. And I, I, I went to my, like I just felt so bad about that, and I just I didn't know how to, it would it didn't fit right. But I'm like, I I I I felt like I you know pretty much let him down, but he understood it. But um, it was just like one of those kind of things, man. Like he was just understanding because a true friend will understand the good the bad the ugly yeah. he totally yeah. got it yeah. and he was like no man dude i'm not mad at you not yeah. at all and then he ended up hiring some other schmuck to fill the position that was horrible thanks yeah. hey buddy boy. Uh, yeah, was, <laughs> hey so, that's so funny you say that because the same situation yeah yes yeah, we've been in the same business for a long time yeah as a, as a entry-level position josh i i had a shoe in for him just not enough for me, man. I can't do it. Yeah. You know, and we were talking about benefits and, you know, trying to get our lives together to say another thing. I said, dude, you got a great personality. Yeah. You can move up the ladder, try to, you know, he's like, it's not for me, man. Yep. And he kind of did me a favor because I know how he was. Yeah. But, you know, I was trying to look out for him, but like, 
he knew better, you know what I mean? And he wanted sure. more. So I, I respected it, man. We're in the same boat. I'm glad that didn't go that route. No, man. It would yeah. never it would never go that way because there's too much respect for you. And yeah. I knew that if it wasn't going to make sense at the time, I, I wouldn't want to let you down. But there was something. You never let me down. There was something sure. bigger that I needed to get to. And that's what you do as you grow as an, as an individual, as a man, as a person. You yeah. just had to make a choice. And... Um, I knew at that time it wasn't the best choice for me personally and for the bigger purpose like my family. Yeah. Relationships out aside, yeah. um, he respected that. And so I think that's where you know you have true, true friend, yeah. friendship. You know, that, that really sure. made the big difference right there. So that was a big deal. You know, it's crazy. Like, we're out here on a podcast. We're kind of, we're almost vulnerable putting our, our lives out there. But you know what? At the end of the day, this is yeah. real life. I think this is what people yeah. want to hear. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, dude. This is it, man. This, this is, is the new wave. This is what's trending upward. And I'm fully comfortable with it. Whatever happens, happens. I'm you know? with you. Yeah. I, I, think it's, uh, I think it's something, again, people love. And it's important for us. It's important for our listeners. And again, I can't thank you enough, Chaos, for being a fan oh, of the gosh, show. It's an and honor, man. I, I being here tonight, dude. That's it's it. amazing. Yeah, I for love sure. it. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot to be said about this particular podcast because this was like one of those podcasts that we just kind of threw together in like the eleventh hour. There's a reason I'm the host of the show. Right. And, and, and God bless this kid. I, I love him. I love him like a son. Like a son. I mean, I adore him. I, I love mean, you I, too, man. I look forward to making sure that he's in the right direction, pivoting in the right direction. There's so much that's going on sure. in his life right now personally. But uh, to stay maintained and focused, that's kind of like what I feel I need to do. He just uh, He's an inspiration to me because I kind of see myself – uh, in his eyes, you know, where you're at right now is kind of where I was at, having the hardships and stuff like that. Mm. Maybe not necessarily at the same age you were at because I was already involved in marriage and all that kind of stuff, but the trials, the tribulations. Yeah. I mean, you falter in life, man. There's so yeah. much stuff that happens. When you agree, chaos, I mean, Absolutely. You, you hit the downs. You hit the downs, man. It's like yeah. you need some inspiration. You yep. need somebody to pick you up. I know you've called me. The worst time for him is when 20 years with one company. Yeah. Gave it his all, dedicated to a company, loyalty, everything, relocated. Yes, I'll do it. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Did it. And then he gets the fucking pink slip. Like, what the fuck did I deserve oh, to get that? You absolutely know? devastating. There was no no right reason Bad. for that. Let me, and I let me I tell you, though. To be there. Chaos, from not just from me being kind of in that inner circle, very well respected and talked highly of by everybody, that. like, where I'm at. Yeah. So I want you to know that. Thanks, like, man. Everybody really thought really highly no, of No, I, I will never down-talk that company. It's made me who I am. Um, it's taught me so much. But now mm. it's another chapter in my life. It's time yeah. to turn the page and go forward and do something different. I've had some great interviews, and uh, I wouldn't be shocked here in the next couple months if I'm doing something very similar in northern Michigan. So it's going to be a, a blessing. And uh, I sure appreciate every everybody that's done anything for me over the years. And I've had some great mentors, and that's what it's mm -hmm. all about. And that's what I've always continued to do. My dad always taught me, just treat people the way you want to be treated. Yeah. Be fair. Yep. And uh, I stuck to that. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. And just For carry sure. it on and teach people, bring them up. And uh, there's a lot more fighting this dog, and we're going to get it done. Oh, I know. You're going to be all right, man. Yeah. I know, I know yeah. the type of guy you are. And you guys notice, though, both of you have been around the similar businesses, right? And you see the, the ebb and flow of different managerial types. Yeah. Well said, Doc. Yep. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've had them all. I've had the, you know, the nonchalant ones that are yep. really cool, but, like, don't really learn much from them. Yeah. 
to the micromanaging type. Oh, we've been through it all. To the backstabbing type. Mm. Yep. To the um, there's all kinds of them, man. I, and I'm I'm to that point where I've seen it all, and I've like where people start to ask me for advice now. Like I'm the old head. Like isn't that crazy? It's crazy. I didn't it think I'd be here. Circle. Like 15 years went like that, dude. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm already 15 great, deep. It's like great business. It is. I love it, and I love people, and that's why I enjoy it. And people ask, well, why do you stay so long? Mm-hmm. I'm a people person, man. This is what yeah. I do. This is, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I have freedoms to do other things that I love to do. Yeah. Why would I give that up just for an extra 20 grand? And you get, that, you get that freedom, too. I love how you got into the coaching yeah. uh, with your yeah, son coming that's, up. That's special, dude. That's you the part. I, I enjoy watching just as a voyeur, watching you come up through the coaching yeah. ranks with the Youth Football League. Uh, Eastern Suburban Football okay. League. Now I'm in high school. Yeah, so. I enjoy watching your growth. And now that we're yeah. freshman level, you beat my freaking Chippewa Valley. Thanks, you dick. <laughs> That's my own. Yeah, now you're in that division now, right? I mean, you've yeah. got a division Mac thing Red. going with Mac, Chippewa. Mac Red football is no joke. I'll tell you that. Yeah, we we, we struggled this year, but it was uh, it made me better as a coach. Yeah. Um, it also it made the kids strong. Like, I, I saw their growth throughout the season, which was really important to me. To know that, hey, every week you're going to have to prepare and strap up and get ready to Gotta go. Got to regulate, no? Yeah, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I fail you, man. You got to gear Chip up for the show got, now. Chippewa's got a badass oh, program, when, though. When man. I played for Chip, we sucked, man. I mean, when I was a freshman, we came off an 0-27 run. Mm. And uh, Coach Randy Jarmega, big props to you. Yeah, you know, I coached Randy at, at, when I was with the Raiders. <laughs> he was an assistant coach. Not all the time him and I saw eye to eye, but a uh, good mentor, Hell good yeah. leader of men. Uh-huh. And uh, still uh-huh. to this day, we talk. And he, I had the uh, I had the, the pleasure and the honor of having my kids play at Richmond High School underneath nice. uh, Randy Jarmega and my um, football uh, quarterback, John Coker, who's passed away, unfortunately, from from cancer oh, I'm this sorry year. To hear that. He sorry, was a man. great guy, man. Didn't they name a field after him? He sure did. Chaos? Well deserved. That guy was awesome. Keep going again. Yeah. So he was uh he was a great cat, man. Just a good leader, good mentor, brought kids up. And he's a difference maker. He made the difference for my kids. So uh we miss you, Johnny. Yeah, I mean I'm there's something, you know, there was something I read, it was actually in a local paper that they actually printed that chaos to press and um I read that and I thought of you because I knew how entrenched you were to the Richmond football program and what this gentleman meant to that school and how much he gave to those people and the the young men that were playing the game. Um, And I know you worked to change and you were so dedicated to that program for years. And it was like one of those special moments that, in my opinion, like that, it's something that in your lifetime that you're going to look back and this is like something like, like you lived a good life. If it all ended, I mean, you could say that you've done a very good job. I mean, you were good Samaritan. You did a good job. But this this guy, he made big impact on people, right? I sure did. Yeah, and was that a, that was a big deal? Yeah, he was just one of those simple guys. I mean, it was a basic offense. Uh, here's my eleven. There's your eleven. Let's line up. Let's go. There's nothing special. There's nothing goofy. Um, just a, boy, he put a mark on that town. They embraced him and his family. Carol and their two daughters. Well, anytime you come to a point when you're getting fields named after you, that's how much you meant to a society or to that that uh, that uh, community. Yeah, that's saying something, right? For I sure. mean, that's that's saying something that you actually have done something special. Yeah, your legacy is left behind. Whether you know in an unfortunate incident like that, yeah. but they left something there. He left something there that the the people appreciated. 
you know, um, it's kind of like where I grew up, uh, Mr. Han. Uh, word up. One more to go. Oh, um, it was just like one of those kind of things, man. It just keeps on going on and on. But there's just so much that you can just you appreciate everything, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. You did so well with getting those those dudes, um, especially those young kids. It was just a big deal. Yeah. Uh, you, you did a wonderful job. Great time. Um, we miss it. Those little communities, too, man. I mean, like I was telling my, my man right here to the right of me. Like he had, he came to me. This is one of the most special things that he ever did. And I, I'll cherish this for the rest of my life. He came, he called me up. He goes, hey, Unc. He goes, I got to make a decision. He goes, I got two job offers to coach. He says, um, I could take the easy route and go go to some friends of mine mm -hmm. that uh, are coaching at a certain high school. And it's a comfort level. Yeah. Or I can go to the big show. And, and what I told him to do, I said, take yourself out of your comfort zone and he goes well what do you mean i go take yourself out of comfort zone yeah and what he did was the best thing he could have done is that he he expanded his horizons and he did what he had to do and by doing that that made a big difference for him and um i just said hey man this is going to make a big difference for you and it's going to make you better yeah. you may fail the first year you may not have because this 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 dude went undefeated yeah. in his Pop Warner League. Like, he was looked at as a god. I had good athletes. We yeah. I'm saying, but in all in all respect to you, he went undefeated, Chaos. This yeah. guy was, like, looked at. Like, I remember going to his championship game. The parents were coming out of the stands, and they were looking up to him like Bill Belichick. And I'm like, yeah, cool. you got to be kidding me. And you wouldn't know like, it because, is, you know, that was probably, I told Grandmaster B and Hollywood the same thing. It was the hardest year of coaching with parents in my life. Oh, sure. I've, was, had, I've had falling outs with, like, really good friends of mine um you know because when you have a good nucleus of talent the hardest thing is just like you can lead them lead horses to water but you can't right. make them drink it type deal yeah and uh the hardest thing was just keeping them together and focused you know yep. what i mean because they knew they were good yeah and uh they would compete every day in practice they would fight you know all this <clears> stuff and you're like you're trying to just rally the troops and come up with different ways to uh build camaraderie like i even did tug of war one day just to try to <laughs> You know, build unity, man. I think that's kind of what a good coach does. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn. You guys know me. I'm I'm a yeah. humble man. You know, I don't need all the, the accolades and stuff like that. It's not who I am. But there's there's something in that. And it just, I, I just feel like coaching is just so good for me personally. Yeah. It's just a, it's especially a having the honor of your son on that team. That yeah. Is, that's an added And that's bonus. something I can never never replace that's no not something at all. very special i'll take to my grave man. yep i, I kind of feel you i didn't coach but i was on the sidelines john was always very cool about letting me be on the sidelines keeping track of uh stats the sure. defensive yeah. tackles assist and uh, just to be on the sideline to watch my oldest son travis come up yeah. who as a sophomore he couldn't catch he couldn't catch a cold <laughs> his senior year this kid was all county he was awesome he got a uh opportunity to go play the next level at hope college as a receiver nice and just realize it wasn't for him sure but uh i'll tell you what trav big props to you three uh three year in a row winner of the uh red jacket for the pong competition out of your house yeah hey, i see you trav yeah. i see you trav well, i see you big fella that's right <laughs> what was it the pong competition uh, are we gonna finish beer pong, off man, beer got pong. Beer pong? i gotta I got dip in so oh, what okay. do you mean you poured one you gotta finish it bro I, I will. i'll get Sorry. it he'll get, I'll get, it. He'll get, get it. it we got you big fella <laughs> so, but no that's always an honor to watch your son come up and progress and that's all about that coaching staff with john and and, and uh randy and and that coaching staff that was just awesome well shout out to them i mean yeah it takes a 
takes an army of people, you know, for those youth for organizations, sure. especially of all sports, yeah, to be there and put the time and away from their families to help these young boys and girls get, you know, to where they want to be and keep them out of trouble and keep okay. them active. I, it's just, I love it, man. Yeah. It's Is a there, great thing. I mean, that's what I wanted to ask you for so long. Like, there's... There's something about coaching. What do you get out of it? Because you've had those ball-busting weeks and chaos you've been on this. I don't care if it's been working to change or he had a son that was going yeah. off to college to play. What was it about the high school level that you – did you feel like this is what I want want these kids to have? Well, you tell me inspiration. What, what motivated you? What mo- continues to motivate you to keep doing what you're doing? To this day or like when I started? I mean, to this day. Because, I mean, you started, so it's where you're at right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, it's, we're, we're talking about damn near a decade now I've been coaching football. And, uh, you know, I did baseball, too, and I, I love baseball. My son, like your son, said, it, you know, it just he, he didn't like it anymore. The passion wasn't there, and I wasn't going to be that guy to force him into it. Because nope. if you don't love it, you're not going to be great that's at it. That's tough, too. And it sucks because that's a game I love. It was football and yeah. baseball, always. I, I love both sports, and um, it wasn't for him. So I had to, you know, bite my tongue and, you know, walk away and let him, you know. Yeah find himself and he still loves football good and it's a great thing but um as far as coaching I think it's I was telling my buddy about this um a good friend of mine who was one of my offensive linemen in high school and uh, we went out to Monday Night Raw uh, yeah. on Monday night you know caught up had some beers had a great time and uh I was just telling him I was like man the competition and being on the sideline when you're doing the national anthem, like you, I still get the goosebumps like I did in high school. Absolutely. I, I know that, what you're talking about. You know what I mean? It's like it gives you chills. It just like thinking about it gets me pumped up. Maybe you want to go hit it? somebody, brass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. It just it's something that's that's inside of you. There's there's nothing like being on that sideline and just watching that game come to flourishing and watch the pregame and watching just the kids rocking back and forth during that yeah, and man. smacking each other on the head and the shoulder pads yeah. and let's go it's game time and like you know he's been there he's seen some of my halftime speeches i really get into it even Dude, at the youth level I, i've you know you know philly purposely i've gone in just because i want to see <laughs> who i think i know as a person yeah and i i the reason i have always done that it wasn't just to be make my presence so you could see me mm-hmm. it was to see if i knew who the man who you are and you know every, you were in there i mean <laughs> this this cat would go into the halftime locker room and i would i was getting pumped up chaos yeah. like he gives he gives these halftime speeches that i was ready to put a fucking pads on and a helmet and go out and freaking tackle somebody i was so pumped up i'm like this kid I mean, this young man. I'm like, this is the this is what, exactly who I thought he was. Well, it's kind of like I, was, I did it. I was kind of like telling my buddy. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, X's and O's. I know them. You know what I mean? But if I try to portray that, like, my life is real life. You know, yeah. I didn't have a, my biological father growing up. Went through some hard ass times right. to my on me. That's my fault, and I yep. take full accountability for that. Absolutely, but it makes yeah. you a better person. And it, it, they know it comes from a real place, so yep. that's that's what I try to portray. And I'm like, listen, your decisions matter. Absolutely. Your choices absolutely matter. So yep. they kind of feel me on that. You yep. know what I mean? That's why I, I don't have to bullshit about it. No, you know? it's, I'm just, welcome, it's real, welcome to getting older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm an old soul, to be honest with yep. you, Chaos. Like, There's nothing wrong I felt with that. that way for a long time, and... Um, you know, I'm still, you know, young enough to where, like, I like to I like to have a good time, but at the same time, like, I know when to dial it back, too, man. Yep. You know? True. Yeah. And that's one thing I can relate to with my oldest, Travis. I, you know, 
you, you kind of overdo it a little bit. Little League Baseball, mm. you push it too hard. Dude, I'm you a, need to put another fucking dip in that lip. You look <laughs> man, like fucking Jay Leno. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, wrestling, re- high school wrestling is my passion. I love high school wrestling. I've done it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But I, I think I forced my hand a little bit too much with my oldest, and I burned about real quick. We went to the <laughs> That happens. And it just happened. And Richmond yeah. is a huge yeah. wrestling school. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it just didn't work out. So sorry, Travis. I didn't mean to burn you out on that. Struggling. Yeah. They turned out to be great kids, and they make oh. me proud every day. And that's what's important, man. And yep. that's how it was with baseball too. You're talking about 10, 11 year olds getting up at 7 a.m. to go to practice. You know, being at practice at 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Yeah. After they had school all week, and it's like they're not really into that. Yeah. If it was three o'clock, even noon, it was cool. Talking practice. Some about talk about practice. Let me want some motherfucking practice. <laughs> talk about practice. <laughs> I don't know, man. So this, so coaching Philly, do you see yourself maybe? Would you like to aspire to get to like college? I mean, I would love to. Mm-hmm. I really would. Like you know, you envision yourself running a high school program and, and all the things you would do. But I, honestly, like I'm a student of the game still. Mm-hmm. I don't claim to be no messiah. You know, I just, I, I come from the heart. I, I know what I know. And I, like, every week is a game plan. You know, I'll still research things specifically for the team I'm playing right. that week. I'm on YouTube. I'm on the internet. Any little advantage I think I can gain, I'm trying to learn that, man, just to try to get a, to beat the team. Yeah. You know, for my kids, you know, I want them to succeed that bad. So, you know, that's just uh, that's just where I'm at. Whatever happens, will we'll come. You know, and uh, who knows? It's you know, great game, man. It's a it's, great game. It's it's it taught me so much about life. And I told you this, Grandmaster B. Had it not been for football, I don't know if I could have redirected my life on course. Yeah. No, you've yeah. done a great job, man. So um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had a good now, we're time, man. Deep. We're getting yeah, deep. We're getting in the so weeds. deep. So deep, man. Is there anything else you boys want to talk about, man? I'm happy, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here with you guys tonight. Yeah, it was a great time. It's I just think a, just an honor for you guys to have me on. I just uh, awesome to be part of it, and uh, look forward to possibly doing something in the future. Maybe some uh, remote stuff. Yeah. Putting together a shop in the the she shed, which is now going to be called the Ham Shack. <laughs> Hell with, yeah. Get involved with amateur radio, and yes, sir. Uh, we'll be set up. And if we want to do stuff remote. Yes, but it's uh, just been an honor. The show's been awesome, and it's just good to see it come to life. And uh, sorry I missed Just James and, and Hollywood, but uh, you guys continue on and doing what you're What's doing. It's been, it's been a great ride for you guys. We will, man, and you will be back next mm-hmm. time you're in town. Make sure you let us know. Give us a heads up. We're going to have you on absolutely a regular show, and we're going to knock this thing out of the ballpark with everybody. Right on. Right on. No, happy just, new year to everybody happy new year to everybody special cool. edition yes. bonus edition episode number 36 with my man chaos be kind to each other be good and peace out and follow your dreams chaos love you brother thank you for coming man thanks buddy um also i'm i'm known very very well for pulling large pieces of furniture from my ass <laughs>